0: Welcome to the newest episode of the Articulate Ox podcast. I am your host Soma79. Thank you so, 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 so much for joining me today. God, I say this every time, but this interview was really just one of the best. Um, When I started this podcast, I have to admit that a little bit came from a place of um, feeling disconnected from the rest of the artistic community and not really knowing a lot of like I knew a lot of people who did different sort of art stuff, but in my general niche and the, the the space that I like to be creative in, I really don't know a lot of people that really sort of explore that same area. And it's it can be sort of a lonely pursuit. Um, and I sort of was hoping that through this podcast, I'd find ways to meet new people and just sort of connect better with, with people that are, and I say more of my ilk, I guess would be the way to put it. Um, I mean, I want to, obviously I want to talk about people that are all over the spectrum, but you know, there's a little bit of selfishness that I'm like, there's gotta be some people out there that maybe I can relate to better than some of, um, some of the other artists that I have met in my day-to-day life. Now, no offense to them, but. Um, I wasn't really prepared for how much that sort of happened in this interview here with Jared Jared Eagle um, popped up on my feed because Esoteric one of the um, one of my favorite rappers one of his favorite rappers had shared something out about a project He was working on with Jared where he had recorded some some exclusive new songs for a Kickstarter That Jared was doing about a film that we talk a film and graphic novel that we talk about here called Planet Orson It's bait. It's a stop-motion animation project slash graphic novel that that talks about the life of Orson Welles through the lens of the Transformers and if you don't if you don't aren't aware Orson Welles is the voice of one of the Transformers Unicron in the 1986 Transformers animated movie and that would end up being Orson Welles's last film which is um, interesting when you consider that um, he started with Citizen Kane and that's just such a long you know road to travel and so much life to be lived in between and um, I really can't do justice to describing what, what Jared is trying to do with this project. He does a, he does all that justice in the episode. So I'm going to save that for, um, for him to explain to you. Um, I just, I couldn't believe how often, you know, prior to this conversation and my conversations back and forth with Jared and even during the conversations that we stumbled upon these things that we had, you know, they're very similar experiences or, or um, had kind of targeted on very similar people and it's just um this was a great experience and um i invited jared back i hope he comes back again in the future to talk about this project when it's a little further down the road and he's just he seems like a very interesting, um, self-aware um, person. And I just, uh, it was an absolute pleasure getting to know him. It's funny, as I'm recording this, I see a comment he left on my um, Instagram popping up right now uh, as a notification. But what's up, Jared? So um, this dude's the man. So check him out. Uh, follow the project. This uh, We recorded this in, the, in mid-July, so I believe this will be coming out towards the end of September. I'm sure there's been some progress made between now and then. So maybe you can check online and see what Jared's been up to. And um, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. Follow him on social media. Follow me on social media at soma79. And what the hell, follow us at Esoteric on, Soma, on social media. He's not hard to find, Esoteric of face. His music's amazing. And um, we definitely uh, delivered him some flowers today. So peace, everyone. Thank you very much. Welcome to the newest episode of the Articulate Ox Podcast. I am your host, Soma79. Thank you so much for being here. My guest today is Jared Eagle. I got that right, right? I, I know I asked a few minutes ago. And it's all right a Starbucks show. Yeah. I am super <laughs> excited to announce, um, although the, everybody will known this is airing a few months later, that his Kickstarter for his um graphic novel, Planet Orson, has been funded as of this morning. So thank so congratulations, Jared.
1: Thank you so so much, man. Really. Awesome, man. It's great. Amazing. It's great
0: to be able to have this interview with that all taken care
1: of. So because it's, it's supposed to, it was supposed to, it's supposed to end in a few days, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
1: like in, like you in, uh, know, I think I think two or three days now. And um, you know, this is this is my first ever podcast that is not with someone I'd ever met previously, awesome. and so this is just a huge part of me, man. And I, I love I love the 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 multi hyphenate ec- eclectic, you know artistic sensibility have you you're 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 a jack of all trades i've just loved exploring your page and seeing what you're all about i have so many people i need to support now because of you so thank you
0: oh man cool it's, it's funny because like i feel the same way once i started digging deep in what you're doing i felt this like kindred like i'm like this dude's like me because i'm working on my own little like your film is like bigger in scope than mine but i'm working on my own film i went to film school years ago i'm finally doing it and it's like um a lot of the stuff you talked about i could relate so much to and so it's it was a it's a pleasure like to be able to connect with someone like you obviously both both huge fans of esoteric curious how that happened for someone down south because i feel like he was our unkept secret he was our best kept secret up here for years and, but and a and heat fan is he uh, i don't no. know i see him no. oh he... no me oh it's true yeah man that, that's that's <laughs> yeah i'll tell you because he is a celtics fan
1: <laughs> like, I oh, have I this know.
0: shirt that I wear that I bought off him years ago. That's when he had, he had a single called Reggie Lewis is watching. And it was oh, after that... Reggie Lewis passed away and there's a picture of him and it said 35 and $7 in the back. It's my, no, I'm, I'm in good shape shirt because mm-hmm. it only fits me when I'm in like the best person possible like version of my body so i always okay. keep it around so whatever i'm wearing i'm feeling good so i think i'm about four pounds away from that but let's hope all right so let's talk about you because i let's first talk about this project because okay. um we first talked about it i had to um go read the kickstarter a few times just do a lot of research to, to really get my mind around it. but it sounds amazing it got th- it got me to see the transformers animated movie for the first time um, so thank you for that because that that inspired me a lot so let's talk a little bit about what this project is then we'll go in the zillion different directions that this could possibly take wow. Awesome.
1: First of all, um, yeah, thank you so much. I'd be remiss to not begin um, with my professor in grad school, Ron Freeman, who wrote the original Transformers and G.I. Joe cartoons. Like, now, so wrote, was that a
0: coincidence?
1: Because I saw that you were, I
0: mean, you were a Transformers fan as a kid. So that's just like the universe. Uh, listen, so, for you? so
1: when I decided, when I found out I was going to be a dad, I double majored in pre med and creative writing at, at the University of Florida, taken all the way up to Biochem, was prepping for the MCAT. Going to be a dad like my daughter my uh, my my father wanted to um you know i torn my acls playing football i wanted to do an md phd in in non um in non-invasive joint repair and i had my whole thing set up it wasn't a passion though the passion was in the writing i'd come back from chemistry class and you know just break down my stories in workshops and so when i was told by one of my um, thesis advisors in undergrad that you know i write very cinematically that screenwriting is a lot more lucrative than, you know, the the self-publishing world of of prose than almost um, any other tour, sort of writing right, right, creative right. writing yeah. at least yeah a- absolutely especially 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 back then you know only a few years after like the gold rush of joe of joe esterhaas and you know um the, the the james cameron mega deals and right. um and even like I, the goodwill I,
0: hunting success stories whereas yeah. like oh this could be any two random dudes
1: from Southie that do this Good. You know? that's, a, that's a really interesting story I'm, I'm i'm glad you brought that up so before i get into ron I was super afraid to tell my physician father. My dad was like a like a doctor house. He um he ran an ICU in Miami for several years. He was was really irascible, and you know he he loved diagnosing everybody as not him. He was incredibly um Mm. you know pointed, and you know you'd ask him for like a solution to a a problem, and and within you know you'd be like you give him a paragraph of a problem, and within a millisecond, like all right, there's six things you have to do. It's like this is a guy who dealt with life and death like all the time and had to know every modality of medicine, right. and so the it fact be that be very I'm objective you, about it. <laughs> so he thought. I oh. mean, it's, it's it's impossible to not be objective when you're God, you know? Um, yeah, a lot of
0: doctors. <laughs> yeah, a, uh,
1: this isn't this isn't so much a joke about intensivists, but what's the difference between God and an orthopedic surgeon? Um, you, you know, um, God doesn't think he's an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be. I thought the punchline maybe something about
0: God's golf game, but um, no. But that that makes a lot more sense what you just
1: said. Um, so, so as someone <laughs> as someone who had three operations, you know, from those you know, those self self affirmed gods, I can tell you that they are not. Um, yeah. based ACL on how, is a
0: tough one too. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Not so much now, but like the shoulder. There's actually something called failed shoulder surgery syndrome, which is where your rotator cuff, you know, basically adheres into like a. A, a, a cast of like like crepitation and stiffness because Oof. it's such a traumatic thing and the 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 joint is so is, is so mobile and and and, and multi and multi directional multi planar that you know for it's a huge trauma and so like as a result of that I, I like barely have any range of motion you know in retrospect I probably shouldn't have had the surgery done altogether but anyways yeah I was I was coming to terms with the fact that I didn't want to be a doctor like my dad and now I had to tell him that I thought that the right thing for me to be the best father that I could for my daughter who I knew was on the way was to be a film, to, to be an artist, you know, choose the secure path, which obviously it's not, um, but, but it was, it, it was who I was. And, and if I was going to be the best dad I could be, I better not be hiding who I am. And so, an excellent,
0: excellent, excellent point,
1: man. I, I and, went
0: through similar stuff in my life. It's like, it's, you can't repress it, man. Let it out
1: you know, and make the best. You know, of it. And, and kids are the kids are the best polygraph out there, man. You know they, they you know they, they they know you're for you're full of shit before anybody because if you're full of shit it impacts them directly right you know and you do not do that and so like it's actually been a good thing to see for my daughter to see me struggling and i tell her hey you, you know this is what i chose and you know so when you see when you see the difficult times you you know know, know, know that you know. You can get over them if you if you have the right resources in place, but it's 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 not believing yourself and then everything snaps into place, especially not in this world. But anyways, I digress. So I told my my father that, you know, I think I had a discovery channel level interest, avocation in in medicine. I didn't want to go through all the BS um, and misery that I know he went through. He'd been sued before and you know, just all that all that nonsense. Insurance getting worse and worse. And you know, you spend seven minutes with a patient. How can you know a story which is so Imperative that you know about this. Per- how are you going to heal their health if you can't know who they are? And, and, and it's and
0: also a lot of people don't know them. It's a lot of people are so unself-aware You can't even trust them to tell you who they are. It, it must be insanely frustrating right. for somebody. Very, to- very, very,
1: very important. It's, you know, you can't, if you can't listen to them, you can't hear what they're hiding right. and you can't spend the time decoding that and figuring out, for instance, why they're hiding what they're hiding and does what they're hiding have anything to do with how they're feeling? Right.
0: Because the first and, person we lie to about our health is
1: ourselves. You know, oh, that's I, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And so I had to tell my dad that I think I think I'm a writer before I'm a doctor. Since then, I've thought about going back to medical school. But um, so I did that. I told him that. And then when I got back up to college, he was kind of mute about it. But then when I got up, back up to college, there was a box waiting for me. Um, and it was just a huge, huge package filled with all this stuff just gushing with support for my screenwriting um from your dad yeah from my dad my dad the guy i thought the guy who when you know i got one a minus was like oh what's the a minus in you know or or you know the yeah just 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 hypercritical it was a he got me two copies of of screenplays you know the 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 bound ones that they sell on Barnes and noble goodwill hunting and a beautiful mind um, there was, uh, there were a couple other books on structure. He gave me a book, a shirt that says, watch what you say, or I'll put you in my novel. Um, there mm-hmm. there was, um, he, he got me, I think a, a Waterman pen with a poem engraved on it that, that says something like, um, um, may, um, may your writing be liberating. May your words flow fast and free. May your characters be multifarious. May none resemble me. Good Lord. Yeah. He put thought a, into this. <laughs> oh, he, he was a—he was a writer himself, man, and and you know he didn't get to be a filmmaker. He didn't get to be an artist. Right. Um, he was told he had to go to med school, basically. Wow. And so, what do you that's... think?
0: What, what what were his? Did he, do you know what his specific ambitions were as a writer, considering he came from a different time as us and different background? Well, well I know his brother,
1: to... his brother, um, his brother Lou in um in 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 um Austin, in in New York or uh, Peekskill now. Um. He was a very accomplished uh fiction writer and um he he was a uh, he was several years older than my dad he's of the generation who had action comics number one and threw it out wow oh, um, heartbreak <laughs> <laughs> my dad my dad was the, the iron man number one generation and luckily my dad didn't... was
0: the mickey mantle card generation yeah yeah yeah, he yeah. Got, yeah, he got, yeah
1: yeah yeah mickey was my favorite player growing up despite me being born in 1985 fancy <laughs> that um and, and uh he my dad really never talked much about what type of writing he wanted to do but i knew it was always very good as was as was my mom's and so his his uncle was really the only illumination i had to any idea that th- that side of the family had that desire and uh, my dad ingested movies my dad could talk saliently and, and topically about what didn't why they didn't work you know much like a doctor can talk about why your pancreas doesn't work right. and um you know he had he he had a kind of a, an armamentarium of uh, of I guess aesthetic skills to um, to to absorb material and 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 kind of winnow out what what was good and what wasn't good. But he never really did much in terms of self expression. I don't even think he ever made a short film. Um, but Well, back then, I mean, well, it's like, that's the crazy thing
0: now. Because when I graduated film school, I was the last class in, 2019, in 1999 that was learning on literally reels where I was snipping things apart and scotch-taking okay. it together. And okay. then I interviewed somebody who stayed one more year for, than me at my school a few months ago. And he was like, yeah, the next year we started doing Avid. And you can't even, it's like, it's to explain to you how much harder it is to be scotch-taking film together that you did in a Bolex that you can't see yep. for weeks versus like this now i mean like it's making a film back then it's just like i can't even imagine like it's just you lost so much money down the drain before
1: you even know if you got anything usable absolutely Absolutely. and and, you know they think they romanticize it oh that just means you put more you put more effort into it like if you have to type everything out on a typewriter you're going to be more precious that means you sweat more bullets We, we all we all have to fail Right. It's just, do we have the tools to, 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 to quickly unfail? Right. When we, or to fail
0: quickly so that we can learn quicker. Because it's like, if it, take, if you get, if it, it takes so. you forever to fail, so. you're going to learn something.
1: And, and if you throw out what you have, like, like and now we can save everything. Let's say, yeah. let's say something is 90% of a failure, but 10% is divine, you know, but, but it's not divine in the context of that other, you, you, you know, 90%, but it would be in, in a different 90%, you know, 10 drafts down the line.
0: It's funny both, you mentioned that because literally, um, right before we started, I, I'm trying to like, I used to draw Garfield on everything when I was a kid as an inspiration. I want to get a tattoo yeah. of Garfield on my leg where I have my other ones, but I want to use a sketch that I want to try to find a sketch that I drew when I was a kid and get that version uh-huh. of it. But like, so I was looking through, I have every notebook. I found my nursery school and kindergarten graduation certificates. Mm. Um, and I still only found one Garfield sketch and it wasn't a good one. But I was literally right before when you messaged me. Saying that you were ready, like I was like knee deep in like this is Oh my god. This pretty real, funny real. too, because this is only part of them. But I, I gotta just see one, this. man. I
1: gotta see one. Let's go. This
0: is um on the cover of my old notebook was Matt and Ben winning the Oscar. Oh my god. I cut this stars. out and put it there. So this might be the one with the Garfield in it, but I have like everything, man. And it's like oh dude, is that you, is that
1: why you interviewed um the artist who does Garfield from memory? That was part of it, yeah. Dude, I got a, I got a, I got um, I got this like triptych for for the holidays from my sister that was by her. Oh, really? So, yeah, so, and Garfield was the only thing I remember how to draw. Still, I mean, it, it, it's it's, I mean, it's it's still done with the quality of the fourth grader. Right, but but it's, but it, but, it, but it's, so that's so cool. And, and one of and funny enough, one of the other projects. So so. The screenplay that my dad sent me, Good Will Hunting and A Beautiful Mind, I actually combined the two to create a screenplay called Clay Tommy, which actually at one point had Michael Clark Duncan looking at it. That's a and, great it, name. Clay Tommy. Um, I don't know what yeah, that so means, I, but I, I love was a it. I was a potter in high school, and this is about, um, I'm not going to try to pitch the whole thing, but it, 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 did, it did quite well. It's what got me representation. It's about um uh, an, an artist uh son of a father uh, kind of a plutocratic mayoral father on the coast in a wealthy town in in palm beach on the joke is that he's he's the middle child born between elections and um you know he he has to simultaneously he's simultaneously presented to the world all the time but is just just emotionally hollowed out by this, this cretinous individual to the point where he decamps to an imaginary world where he's literally the the apex of everything in his mind you know he's a a-list, A-list, actor, you know, he's you know, Hall of Fame athlete in every vocation. By the time he was 18, more, you know, you know, trillionaire athlete, mass athlete, you know, everything you can imagine, literally going down the um, the, the channel, but separating Palm Beach and, and Florida are you know hundreds out, hundreds uh foot or hundred meter statues, you know, like cast like the Colossus of Rhodes, each one of a different version of his avocation of his of his job. Literally, in his mind, he's the best at everything until he encounters what would have been the Michael Clark Duncan character in a psychotic feud who, um, and discovers that he actually is a one in a billion ceramic talent. And the entire movie then becomes breaking him out of his imaginary world to realize his, whole, his full potential. That's an idea, too, that, like,
0: you, this is one that got your representation. You could pitch that today like um you know, well the, the hope
1: is the hope is that you might have more. just
0: done it actually <laughs> you know, I
1: think well, just mean, did that, that, today. That, that's, the, that's the project that got me started and you know my manager um you, you know i had that script and then i had another one that that, that did pretty well like going back to the whole medical thing been through the night was the other one is about um an anesthesiologist whose uh, mother uh, splits into uh, two personalities and the only personality capable of loving her is dying of a terminal illness. So the only time she can be loved by this woman is when she's dying. And when she remits and is healthy, they can't have a relationship. That's brutal. <laughs> that's, that's something to stick your teeth into.
0: Wow. So these,
1: yeah. And, and so the, the the reception for me, going back to even undergrad, like people would read their stuff in their workshops and they be like, oh, you know, like, like I like this. I didn't like this. Yeah. And whenever it came to me, we finished reading and it was just. <laughs> Which is probably a good
0: sign.
1: And so when I meet people who actually say something, even if it's I don't understand this, um, that's that's more that's more helpful than, than the silence. So like my manager, my first manager, and, and I'll always be so grateful to him. You know, I gave him Claytoni and um, he, when I flew out to LA to meet him, it was after I was, It's was after the same script had placed in a film festival in Oaxaca, Mexico, which was incredible at the time. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, they had some earthquakes and, and a lot of money issues and it's really sad. But back then it was like like on, on par with, with Sundance. Um, in fact, Sundance was one of their sponsors. Um, so I flew out to, to LA to meet my manager at the time and he's like, you know, yeah, I just, I just had to meet you to make sure you weren't this person in this Claytoni script and you know he he liked it but he he's like i don't know what to do with this and so that's sort of when we went to the the ip route and and funny enough you brought up garfield before i gave him like a list of of like 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 10 different movies i wanted to do you know one of which was like uh an adaptation of harrison bergeron from by kurt vonnegut but like done in like the social media era. You know where like the number of likes or or thumbs down you get determines like the level of, of shot. I don't know if you're familiar with that story. It's basically. funny my
0: my film mentor in film school he wrote the the script for Slaughterhouse Five. Really? <laughs> Name uh, Stephen? What the Geller, can't right? Yeah, Geller. Geller yeah.
1: yeah. How, good. Good lord, where'd you Dude. pull that from? <laughs> Slaughterhouse Five is only my favorite my favorite book and movie.
0: Wow, yeah. He he was my he was my um advisor when um, i have to be George, George, George Roy Hill
1: directed it. Oh I'm like, is, is he still with us?
0: Steve I think he is. I looked him up a couple of years because he was I'm trying to think of people from my colleges I might have on, and he was one of the names, but like I don't I mean he was he was um he's an interesting he was an interesting dude back then and I can't imagine he must be super interesting now. I'll just leave it at that. But like um, um yeah, he he was a really great teacher. Dude, dude, the number of fired the shit out of me. He doing, told me this. I was a huge Fellini fan. He got me into mm-hmm. Fellini, and he told me to stories of meeting like Fellini and um, Marcello Mastrione. I think the guy's mm-hmm. name. He was the guy's name from La Dolce Vita and Eight and a Half. Yes. I just was like I was triple in on that shit. So, dude, dude. Um, and my great, one of my favorite moments with him is I go, "You ever see the movie Great White Hype? You ever see that movie with?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I love that movie." I'm like.
1: Awesome oh, man, that's a great. With Iron with don't coffee. you love when you have the, 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 these megaton artists who just who just love mainstream shit? Yeah, Stanley Kubrick, when he
0: passed away, they asked his wife what what she said what what some of his favorite movies were, and she said one of them was White Men Can't Jump, and I'm like, I love it.
1: My favorite movie is probably Office Space.
0: Great movie, man. I lived it. I loved it. I,
1: it's. I dressed it's- up as Milton for homecoming and dunked a basketball was the anchor on the tug of war team dressed up as Milton. I even in grad school I wrote a short film about the rise of Milton, how he goes from you know this big man on campus and like the, the generation that takes place around his stapler to turn him into the character in the movie who Mike Judge actually knew, who my producer knows as well because Eric worked on Beavis and Butthead. Wow. All right, I'm gonna stop you right here. This would be the first time I'm gonna invite somebody back on the podcast
0: during an episode, but I feel like there's already a million things that I want to ask you about that we're not even gonna have time for. So this is like. I, I love your story. Let's, let's, all right. but let's, we got to get back a little bit to plan. I don't think we've even explained what planet Orson is yet. And that's awesome. Who, who,
1: the, who the hell knows, man. It doesn't matter. I feel like it'll find its audience. Especially that that's it. funded, man. We're not like, there's no hat in hand today. Right, you know, the, grap- the graphic novels funded. And you know, this is maybe a point that we could have been a little more clear about. So um, planet Orson real quick is um, in its, in its cinematic form is going to be um, a Hollywood level fan film not at all affiliated with hasbro not at all exploiting any of the intellectual property none of the there will be no trademark discrepancies we retain no rights that's why we're self-funding it we will make no money from this and um it is all about um um recounting the story of orson wells through the lens of the transformer character the last character he voiced unicron the giant planet eating monster that was oh, again written by my
0: playing in the background
1: i Put it oh, on oh dude! Awesome. Yeah. I, and awesome and awesome, and and which I wouldn't have, again, which I wouldn't have been able to put together had I not had the brilliant guidance of my right. father figure Ron Friedman, um, who that's him as Iron Man holding Spider Woman because he was best friends with Stan Lee. Um, you can see right there. God, I gotta read how, how old is this book? I'm gonna be
0: ordering that right now. Book
1: is brand, is, is brand new. Oh uh, no, not brand new. Probably probably I think less so uh, fewer than ten years ten years old. And and honestly, the best thing about it is by reading this. You're not just learning some inside story. You are, you're, you're gaining a father in paperback. Like that's what Ron has been to me. Wow. He is like a father. figure. I speak to him like twice a week. And and what this is, is a warm gush of reassurance to every kid who wants to be an artist who never did told in the same colloquial style that Ron would teach a class, you know, like, you know, he'd pause, he'd pause the transformers as they transform and say, this is why we call them garbage cans, fucking. And, um, he, uh ron
0: i just want to tell you i if you're watching you just sold one more book because i just ordered it so it's on the way
1: oh dude fantastic man yeah i um ron is is he's everything to me without without i mean yeah he, he knew worse Wells, but but it's really the, the point of me going to chapman for film school was to basically if i'm told by you know julie kirkham who was one of the producers on Good Will Hunting and um ran Quentin Tarantino's a band of on and Orion and, and, and Larry Gross, whose commentary on any film that um, has been written is infinitely more literary than than probably the film itself. The, the film itself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, having these people say that you deserve to keep going in this Tom Mankiewicz, whose uncle wrote Citizen Kane, whose dad did all about Eve or Cleopatra, which I just started watching. Thank yeah. God you know, Max has some good films on it. Um, it's funny about
0: that, because we, we talk a lot as artists about approval and gaining people's approval and what that means. My attitude has always been, I don't care what 99% of the people think, but when you get the approval from those certain people that matters, like those people, like you just mentioned, that gave you the nod, keep going, that's what really matters. Yeah. That's worth 20,000 like, Facebook likes.
1: When, when you want to, exactly, when you want to cross the threshold into into income, you you, you know into turning it into a vocation that will that will that will create resource for yourself the um it is great to have the self-esteem and to have the 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 tools necessary to continue doing art for instance i you know from the time i was in the fifth grade i'd walk around outside with my headphones on and just pacing dissociating thinking i didn't realize that was writing good lord me too (laughs) and eventually eventually it turned into emailing myself and and then writing going to starbucks and you know or whatever coffee shops available and then eventually one day I just started getting paid for it. And so, um, you know, people like Ron were the influence on that. And so going back to, to to planet Orson, one of the things that my, one of the ideas I developed with my manager at the time was the idea of the, the, of Orson Wells, um, um, having his story told to to Unicron was the idea came up with. So think like not completely, um, a one for one, but like, Structurally, A Christmas Carol, A Monster Calls, um, any of these films that, that kind of present you with an inquisitor figure. Right. Who, confronting you over the decisions of your life to some degree. Right, right, right. Who, who is episodically challenging you to gain clarity of, around your own flaws. Defending so that your life, you could, Albert Brooks. Right, like right, that. right, 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 right. And so our film finds Orson at the end, you, you, you know, uh, consumed with his own, you know, cinematic destiny and his own real... Preoccupation and evasion of anything but creating work. And you know, one of the things about Orson is you've seen how many books have been written about him. Like part, part of his stature is in is in is in applying the the, the 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 his magician's deafness to his own life, reinventing himself as a tool to continue to create. Um, whether that's out of boredom, whether that's out of defense, who knows? The fact right. is he has the span-in capacity to do it he's it's rumored that he scored not that iq is anything but i think at the at the at the extremes it can be something just like an sat score um and and so he scored i think i don't know if it was a stanford benet back then but a a 185 while completely bombing the math. um and, and so he he had these resources from a young precocious age and the you know to do things and i actually find the man to be Far more interesting than the films the films are of of course powerhouses right that, that that deserve you know to have planets named after each of them but but you know still it's it's something that you know the man himself continues to to defy classification to the point where every film that has been made about him casts him in the role as some antagonistic force of genius in nature that needs to be surmounted you think me and orson welles um, Zac Efron plays a stagehand who aspires to theatrical greatness, while Orson Welles is the the master playwright and director of the of the theater that he needs to overcome, you know, that, you know, Orson has the same love interest and, you know, blah, 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 he, he's a genius. And Mank, most recently, David Fincher's film on Netflix, Orson, Orson is the, um,
0: I've never seen a, that,
1: I gotta watch that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, that it, didn't it, come it, up
0: in my research, but I remember it coming
1: out and wanting to watch it. it again, it's so. um, it's not a. I mean, uh, Peter Bogdanovich wouldn't approve of it because it's mostly written from the 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 the, the Pauline Kael article "Raising Cain." Pauline Kael is, is 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 in the pantheon. We would not have film as we know it without you know people like Pauline. Kael, Agreed. You know, yeah. Roger Ebert, Susan Sontag, yes. people like that. Leonard Maltin. You know, right? Absolutely. Who hated the Transformers '86 film? Um, but but then again. Everybody probably saw it as a derivative of Star Wars. If you look at R.C. as a female character, right. she's got Princess Leia's um, Mexican uh, revolutionary buns, you know, as right. her as her cybernetic ears. But Star and, Wars yeah.
0: had such a huge shadow back then. It's how do you blame them? And it's like
1: right, And then and then you know they they um they, they said that that um you know S- Star Wars was influenced by The Hidden Fortress by Kurosawa, who also right. did Rashomon, and what was influenced by Ra- what 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 influenced Rashomon? Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so you have this luminary who was forced at the end of his life to voice this this character um, that is now consuming his reputation. It's it's Orson Welles' voice, Unicron. Ha ha ha! Oh, it's Orson Welles did stupid frozen peas commercials, and I can hear the outtakes on YouTube. Ha ha ha! It's it's Orson Welles got drunk drinking on wine. Ha ha ha! He he. We've gone from a genius to the joke, and so really? my film under parody you know classification usually parody exists to take an existing property and and reclassify it around social commentary yeah. to, to, to humor it
0: comes up a lot on on this um on
1: this right, podcast because right, right. so, a lot of the so, sub-
0: people do fall into that category so
1: so we're, we're trying to we're trying to take something that is inherently humorous to people the um the cynicism of these characters ron used to pause the Transformers shows in film school and say when they'd announced the names like Wheeljack transform like he's like hey kids buy this shit
0: it, you know what's funny it occurred to me watching that movie and i'm not a drinker anymore and this probably tells you why i'm not but i was thinking if i took a sip every time i they made that sound of beer and took a shot every time they played that you got the touch song i would be dead by I by like 20 minutes in <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. I loved it. And the other thing I liked with that movie too, uh, uh, too that I don't know if we got lucky with this sort of the thing, but like because robots move so much like this, the old school animation kind of works better because old school right. animation is always a little janky. But because they're robots, you you kind of like forgive that completely. At least I, I did, to, and I was like, yeah, I love. Yeah.
1: it. I have to ask you a question. So, have you seen any of the newer? Transformers
0: films? I actually it's funny. I for all the stuff I love and I have a wall full of old toys back then from my childhood, I only had one Transformer and it's this one oh, right here. I what's it back. called? Thundercracker. Okay. The only reason I had this is because my parent, I remember there was a kid named Jimmy Payne, who I hope now is going by James Payne. That's a great name. Who I bought, my parents bought this for him as a birthday gift when I was a real little kid. And one of us got sick and couldn't go to the party. So it sat wrapped up for like a year and I couldn't touch it till eventually the kid moved and we never saw him again. Then I eventually got this. So I think Transformers were just a little bit too expensive of a toy. I was they well, they I all they, the Star they, Wars they figures. Were and all gentr- that, they were yeah.
1: definitely a gentrifying toy. Yep. and it's not fair. And a lot of people who purchase them now with money are the people who couldn't afford them back then. And I, I would tr-
0: say too, I that some of my toys are like that too. So I. It's very to
1: true and, and very sad. I'll tell you though that if you want, people make cheap three D printed wings for that toy. You can get. Now, that's what I'm thinking.
0: Something's got to be missing from this, and I'm scared to know, sort yeah, of sort of it. Yeah, one. yeah.
1: It's not. It's not just. It's not just an experimental jet car that races. You know, through Death Valley. It has wings. It's an F18. Right. It has yeah. wings. It has missiles. It has fists that you if you if you pop the co- if you pop behind the cockpit by the the chest area those are actually his arms underneath the cockpit so in the middle they pop those out. Pop I those see things. these. I'll have to they go see. on. But, but then if you go up into the middle, the, right where like it looks like he has boobs. Yeah. Here. Put, put those two things in the middle. Those two. Those two panels. Push them out towards the back. I, even as a kid, I couldn't do this shit. Um, it's okay. So, so like, like, like the thing underneath the orange window, the, 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 yeah. like in the middle of the plane, those fold out, and those would become his arms. And then, there, was, all right,
0: I can kind of see it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right, yeah, have yeah, to mess yeah, with yeah. this. Being on camp. Oh, here we go. Now things are happening. There you go. There you go. Oh, learning
1: <laughs> something new. Now you're transforming him.
0: Yeah, I got a, a GoBot in the other room. I could use help. You, from you, arm- basically, this thing-
1: you basically have to watch a fourth grade. You know, um, uh, um um human reproduction video to transform it because yeah. it's like funny the the, the It's gonna break too so I gotta stop doing hole, it. But okay, yeah. So <laughs> so they're um there fists you can get right. You can you can really spruce it up if you if you care. If not, you can probably sell that for 20-25 bucks now. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 They're 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 super valuable and that's actually how I was able to take care of my daughter was I curated a collection. I can I can send you pictures. Um, it's on a. I saw some platform. online.
0: Yeah, that you oh, had it. Okay, cool, cool, so cool. so yeah. as a kid, so as a kid, you were super. I or I was probably in the start. I was been in a He Man and um and superheroes and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Transformers
1: was your love, huh? Absolutely, my dad was was huge into it. My dad, like I said, you know, I, I I wrote in his um obituary. He's never far from his inner child, like um. Oh, we talk about that a lot
0: here. It's like the inner child. It's like why does the inner child have to be? Why does our childhood self have to be different from our? It's like it's in continuation. We're still the same person. It's
1: it's not. It's not. We 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 just we we just have like like this this um patina of 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 age that 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 and propriety that 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 covers it and, and denies ourselves and so um honestly it the more a shame
0: retic- to it too for some reason
1: uh, absolutely uh, absolutely and so that's one of the reasons why to me linkedin is like staring into the void i see all these people who are free spirits you know punk ass kids just awesome cool kids you, 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 you know it's like you know you look at it they go you know just just um they, they just restructured i'm hoping i can leverage my synergies elsewhere so, I always say LinkedIn is the fake of all the social media platforms, LinkedIn
0: is the fakest. It's like, listen, you don't care about your company's ROI like that. You're not fooling
1: anybody. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It, 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 it's like an elevator got stuck and nobody's trying to fart. That's that's it. it yeah. It, it's 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 truly an atrocity. But it is where I met Eric, my producer. I reached out to him during covid it after... is actually it is a good ple- ple- place to
0: get in touch with
1: people you might not be able to might not respond you to yeah, that I, I I well, hate well, I, I hate I hate I hate asking you know introducing myself because you have to do this bullshit and if you want to like curate the emails and make them individualized you you know it's, it's 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 exhausting and and so to like have to look up I, I mean but but i saw that eric was was um raising some money for for black lives matter with some free reads um, or, or you donate to a charity and i i i had donated to um um a, cu- a couple um and um uh particularly the um uh, the united negro college fund is very important to me yep. you know i, I I long for the day when, like, more so
0: now than ever, probably.
1: Howard, how I mean, not that I have much to do with it financially now because, you know, it's, it's been tough, but like, um, like the day that, that, that someone says, I went to Howard and, and they don't assume you are, you know, and they could easily say, I went to Harvard and there's no difference. Like that, that to me would be ideal. I don't know if you've seen like the picture of, of Einstein giving a lecture, I think in South Carolina in an HBCU teaching quantum physics, It'd make you cry. Um, and anyways, like Eric, being of a, a Filipino descent has has dealt with a lot of racism. I've I've dealt with anti-Semitism. I had a swastika drawn on a on a board of mine, you know, and um, it, it it's uh, it's obviously going in the wrong direction. all um, right and, and um, we're so at the point I, where
0: things people used to whisper in quiet they have no problem right, screaming right. at and the top so, of their lungs. So
1: this is actually I'm really glad we can bring this up. It's, um, so I, I, I sent Eric a receipt for my, for my donation, and, and one of the things I hope to do is to, to continue to to provide more substantial ones in, in the future. Um, they're really cool. Like, like they send you a packet of seeds to remind you of the seeds you've planted with each donation. And um, so I, I sent Eric my script, and he'd only been looking at, like, teleplays, but then he saw what was happening. And this was after, this was during covid um, so the Orson Welles Transformer script that we that we briefly touched upon—it's basically Orson Welles being interviewed by these Transformers—and it's a cradle to grave biopic, you know, told through the lens of the Transformers, starting at the um, joke and arriving at the genius, instead of starting at the genius and arriving at the joke. And so I'm and happy. How, to- how long
0: would would you estimate? Like, how many minutes do you think the runtime would be on this?
1: Oh, probably 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 write around two hours because oh um, okay the, the script is 114 pages but wow. i i write with a with kind of a, a fictional a fiction writing density i never really lost i i don't have the most economy on the page but yeah yep. you yep. know so, and 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 i've been told that you know sometimes it, it lacks some clarity and you know that i've been told the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know one of the things i'm starting to wonder is to say that someone is unclear is that like a form of this, of you know discrimination or judgment like who's to say someone else is or isn't clear to themselves i run into that you know? as well and, and so yeah. so like it's allowed to be unclear to you but to state it as a fact that it is unclear to a populace is to assume the, the retention and understanding of everyone who else will experience it. Exactly. And it's like I if you're
0: know. writing something that's tailored to the audience of the one teacher that's writing it, reading it, you, you have to go to their prejudice, essentially, in order to get the passing grade, whether... Right, like, right, 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 right.
1: And, and, you know, there's there's an idea that, that, that artists, you know, are constantly working towards a diminishing audience of one, which is themselves. like That Kendrick. comes up with Orson Welles a lot,
0: too. Yeah, and, and, and
1: you know, Ter- Terrence Malick is often, you know, yes. geared for, for each successive film making it more and more for himself. And the same with Wes Anderson now.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. And, He's um, not getting the wide releases. That you, it's like that. No, no, no,
1: no, no, no nobody is. I mean, heck, Francis yeah, Ford true. Coppola has to use his, his wine money to even fund the film now. I know.
0: It's funny, too, because I was thinking, watching some of the Orson Welles documentaries, how much he seemed like a mix between Francis Ford Coppola and uh, Marlon Brando in the older years. He
1: represented Brando because he wanted to be in The Godfather. Oh, did he? Yeah. Did he see himself as Corleone? Absolutely! Wow. There's actually a know? line in my screenplay where, um, where where um, Orson goes, you know, fuck Brando, fuck the Godfather, like it, it's it's a it's it, it was a, it was a real thing. Orson had a few plum roles that, you know, but, but by then he was already kind of on the way out of the inner circle. And, right. and um, that's a good know. point
0: about Wells too. Is that like even like so? I went to film school. I know my my I know my high level Orson Wells before I started doing a di- kind of a deep dive in for this for this conversation, but I was I forgot about the fact that he really wasn't a success. I mean, in terms of making quality films, he was successful, but even Citizen Kane didn't
1: do well, he didn't Kane, really have commercial success. Nothing that he really did came with a level of acclaim that was concomitant to the reputation he had for producing that. Like, everything right. that he, he was did in his own shadow was, forever, everything was shrouded in some level of dissent. Really, the only Purification and, and amnesty that he received on any project was probably the War of the world and that wasn't even that wasn't even a claim. That was people right. reacting to the first ever high quality fake news. But Orson right. also did to great acclaim prior to that. You know, he 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 was hired, or he was he was funded by FDR's Federal Theater Project at the age of 20 to do a recreation of of Macbeth. It's called Brutal Macbeth instead of in Scotland, he had it set in Henry Christophe's Haiti, you know, surrounding, you, you know, all, all black cast, you know, um, um, staged in Harlem uh, in a time where that was not at all fashionable and, um, you know, re- replacing the witches with, you, you know, voodoo practitioners. And um, that that was incredibly well received. The younger he was, the more well received his stuff was, and not just because it was a smaller, it was lower down on the pyramid or it was a smaller pond, it was because he had a command back then that would have been on par with anybody. Like he was, a, he was a published opera critic, I think, by ten in like the Chicago Tribune, I think it was called. Like he, he, he wrote a, a, a textbook on Shakespeare. Um, with his headmaster at the Todd School for college students, when he was fifteen, it's called Everybody's Shakespeare. It was used in colleges. This, his pr- his presence is
0: undeniable when you his see the him him film. I, can you prolific- ma- I can't imagine what what a kid like him at ten or fifteen
1: would have been like to be around. And that's that, that's that's where the that's where the that, that that you know, imagine that that top heaviness, you know, yeah. um, you, you you know, carrying that around with you. And, um, in my script, we talk about. How you know he he uh, he jokes that he started at the top and has been working his way down ever since. I rephrased it as you, you know imagine being told you know from the time you you can walk that um, that you can do whatever you want. And as most kids are learning, that's a lie. I was learning it was the truth. Yeah, that's fucking. Grab your mind around that for a minute. That's crazy. Dude. <laughs> and 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 then and then you kind of and then to have I mean Hollywood is going to Hollywood. Hollywood almost. Just, just just like dogs some dogs can smell cancer proteins or or you know yeah. you know um the the hollywood can, can smell the purity and sanctity of something and and if that gets too close to someone's ego preservation it will be destroyed whether they're aware of it or not
0: Exactly. Yes, and, it's, it's and, a in to put it in an, in like an, a, a most objective way is that that films are a group project and if you ever yeah. worked on a the bigger the group is the mm-hmm. the more the more of a giraffe you end up building or like the more of a what are they like a camel you know it's like a camel with a horse built by committee and that's <laughs> you know that's yeah, what happens. I,
1: I, went, I went through that for sure I had many scripts that were workshops and critiqued and I changed them and I changed them and then the the final rewrite was the same as the first draft yeah um. This is this is a, this is a. a, a Except a,
0: someone else is trying to change all the names of the characters to take credit for. It. <laughs> like...
1: Yeah. What? What? What was funny was with the Orson Welles script. They there was even talk. Well, we might have to take out the Transformers. Like, what? Replace them with GoBots.
0: <laughs> like, so is like, that
1: because there, there's this fear of the IP? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But. But parody. Like, you,
1: you, you, like, like. 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 Okay. Um. So you are a human. Let's continue to tell your story of the human, but we're going to take out, you know, your liver, right? Yeah. And the story. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, you, you, can, you can tiptoe around it. You can cast the transformers in the shadow, but and, and whatnot. But then, how can you develop a character like Unicron? What does Unicron think about Orson Welles? What does Unicron think about the fact that he is the 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 progeny of? Of, of an epochal genius, a once-in-a-species mind that now has to eat planets and ship them out and and sell yeah. toys. Yeah. As as, as 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 children of all ages perform air guitar in the theater. Right.
0: Yeah. And this is it, this is ostensibly so you can raise money to make your next film that, in your mind, is going to be something better than Citizen Kane. Like, is, I mean, is that was that what he was doing at that point? Or was he just trying to survive? Because I know this being his last move. I know he... Well, what that's... is
1: survival to someone who is a compulsory artist? I'll tell you what was more important. And, and, and again, I'm always going to get Orson Welles wrong. There's nobody who gets him right. there. I don't want to disrespect the scholars like Jonathan Rosenbaum or Simon Callow or Catherine Benamou the, the people who have put in the time. I am a fan. I am someone who is inspired. I... I do not know enough about Orson Welles to be able to definitively say anything, which is one more reason why having it told to a Transformer is a way for me to absolve myself of yeah. any accuracy. Because, right, right. I mean, this is ultimately being written as a father who is trying to reconnect to his daughter. Because the, the, the touchstone book I used was, was his daughter Christopher's In My Father's Shadow. That's where the true heart of the story is. Everything up to that was a documentary on Orson Welles that I was trying to dramatize, but I couldn't do that until I found the story of myself in there, which was being a father is more important than anything. So, is
0: working is working with the Orson Welles? Um, I, don't, I guess it's not really IP, but is working is it any different trying to utilize his imagery than it is the Transformers? Or I mean, um, I, again, I
1: haven't. I haven't actually experienced engagement with the outside world with this. We are, um, I have been advised not to worry about it. My, my producer is very, very good with all that stuff. Okay. Like he, he, he's consulted with his entertainment attorney. And like, for instance, with the, as long as we're not making money and, and which I'm totally okay with, and which is why I'm so grateful to have raised what we have, like we are, um, okay to do this is this is no different than anything like Adi Shankar does in like the bootleg universe or whatever in terms right. of like Orson it's of not that estate, strange of it even like you I mean, think of things like Bruce Lee and have, the Quentin Tarantino movies and stuff blessing like that the of the Orson Welles estate just like you know that legal uh, I can't remember the name of it there was a, a, a script on the blacklist um by a manager's i think wife's uh about Madonna it was an unauthorized by they didn't have the rights to it but she could still write it still profit off of it, it's just it's not endorsed. And so right. I don't think this would And you'll be- never get
0: the music rights.
1: No, 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 no. So fortunately like so might make some music. We can get right. his rights. Yes, and we got to
0: talk about that. Yeah,
1: um, I, 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 absolutely. I mean, we can go in multiple directions. And you, actually, before you we
0: know. get to So in a minute, um, I wonder, this made maybe think of something. Do you remember? I never saw this, but I, I kind of want to see it and kind of don't. I think it was maybe a Todd Haynes movie about Karen Carpenter that he made using Barbie dolls in the '90s. And in each consecutive, oh. he kept shaving down the Barbie dolls to make because she died of anorexia. I'm a huge Carpenter's fan, and like she, and he kept making them thinner and thinner in order to. And it was disturbing to watch, and it just reminds oh. me of, of a similar type thing. I and, never got yeah. into
1: Haynes, but now I have to. Like I think
0: God. it was I think That's it was him. Funny. It might have been a different Todd, but he he, he was someone who made he, this was in his wheelhouse. So he, it's like I'll find it in San Diego because I've never and, seen. But him. but
1: he was also self-funded, right? He wasn't someone who. Oh, was, this this was yeah.
0: definitely on the cheap. This was yeah. yeah. This was yeah, yeah, this was yeah, something yeah. that he would have been kickstarting if if that was an option back <laughs> in the '90s. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, same 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 yeah. with. So let's talk man. about Esso for a second because I definitely don't sure. want to miss this. So just. For so let me just give a quick recap of Esoteric and what he means to me, and we'll get into that. So Esoteric, for those who don't know, is a rapper from the Boston area, Salem, Beverly area, um, in Massachusetts. He is part of 7 L and Esoteric, which was sort of our local... Best kept hip hop secret for years, like just amazing boom bap hip hop. He got a chance to work with Inspector Deck pretty early in his career. Um, I don't I wouldn't say that I'm friends with him at all, but I'd say that we're friendly. Like whenever I see him, he knows who I am. We've worked on I did a song with him and Cool Keith and Aztec, which is coming out next year. Mm, and yeah. he just has a reputation for being one of the most solid dudes out there in terms of hip-hop. Like he's just a really great, it's like he's a family dude, just um down to earth, very talented did smart and now he's doing really well with zarface which is his group with 7l his longtime producer who's also one of the most underrated producers in hip-hop he should be his his range is crazy and inspected deck from wu-tang clan who was one of the most underrated rappers in the wu-tang clan and rap in general so it's like it's awesome to see this like it's almost like run the jewels level for new england in terms of seeing something you never thought would happen then seeing it get bigger and bigger and just the art is amazing and i'm probably gonna get a tattoo at some point and it's just You know, i have all my zarface face figures up there i got my lunchbox right here i've got
1: i've screen. got I, i've got um i've got my um my czar face figure that, that came with the shoes the balcony the Sauconies, yep. um over there leaning up against my nephew's bar mitzvah picture and the joke is that he came in handy during the horror pushing everyone up in the chairs and yeah uh, so so has been just an, an absolute gentleman L- listen i'm 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 still kind of in shock that he even agreed to do anything for this. Well, so that's first, how
0: I felt when he agreed to do a song with me. Of course, I paid him, yeah, so I don't want to like, make like, it like, But so,
1: so my background is, um, you, you know, I was exposed to SO like so many people are with Be Alert. Yeah. The, oh, know, yeah. The Transformers. Yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this was I was this was back when Napster was a thing, and I was mm-hmm. I was I was burning mixtapes under the the alias DJ Laptop from my for my that's private awesome. school. When I was d j
0: timid your name was better,
1: <laughs> yeah um and um i heard that, and i i was immediately i i, I it didn't i didn't process it i mean i i love i love i hip hop but but i had no idea that those those trans those transformation noises could could work on a beat, and so yeah. He never left my mind. So you know, he he was he did all sorts of stuff. He had he had a bunch of projects, you know, and was in in search of Seamus Ryan. And you know, yes,
0: that's one too. That's a little lost now because I think I have. I I pulled it out the other day because I had a flyer for it. My girlfriend's like, I've never heard of this before because she's a fan Mm -hmm. too. And I'm like, it's only available in CD. It's it's great project.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, YouTube has helped with 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 some of this. Like for instance, I don't know if you knew that MF Doom um, produced a record that he's he's not he doesn't he doesn't have any verses on it. Called Unicron with the rapper yeah. Trump as a as a favor. Yeah. Um I, 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 I found the- that
0: actually in my search because I'm a huge Doom fan. I'm like, that's one of those room records I don't have. Dude, who's
1: who who who's not, man? I know. So I interviewed
0: not- recently the
1: guy who wrote yeah. the book on Mad Villain. And, but, the- I'm, I'm picking that up and I'm actually giving it to one of my students that I still keep in touch with who is a, who's a brilliant rapper. Luis, he is fantastic. And you know, I was. I I was all back when I was, you know, before I moved close to my daughter. I worked as a as a high school intensive reading teacher, and um, I was trying to make my way towards my daughter and writing at the same time. And you know, so teaching was what paid the bills. And 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 Luis was not one of my students, but he was um another teacher's students. And he he would he didn't get he didn't drive with a lot of the kids, you know, understandably. And and so he hung out with the teachers during lunch and um. I got to talking with him and, and you know, I, I kind of took him under my wing and I've just been so impressed by his growth as a, as a lyricist and an MC, you know, doing all sorts of, of odd jobs, you know, moving to, I think, to Iowa at one point, to, I don't know, working in a slaughterhouse or something, just like to yeah. try to keep it together and seeing his, his rapping improve, improve, improve. And, and I've been like a reflection of working hard as well. Now now he gets to see me, you know, collaborating with, with Esso on something. It's, it's just... What's his rap name? Just to shut him up. Uh, <laughs> he, he's, he's Villain or, or Vector, V-E-K-T-O-R, I believe. I'll send you. I'll send it to you uh, later. Actually, I you have to check out. actually, yeah. He. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, I'm. I'm very. I'm very very proud of him. And That's um. Awesome. So going back to 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 Esso, Esso. Yeah. Like uh, the more what once once social media came around and you, you know my favorite people to follow, actually the only people that I can tolerate following business pages for on social media are artists, musicians. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone else is up their own ass, and I fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, uh, uh and so you know, also had his, his personal account, Seamus Ryan, and I, I boldly added him back when, you know, adding people on Facebook was like experimenting with LSD. Like, oh. Yes, it was like I wonder if they'll uh, say yes, <laughs> and um, he did, he did, and then I, 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 just I, I got exposed to this gentleman, you know, a father, with with just absolutely just the most combative, compelling. I mean, I he, he is definitely. Definitely a top echelon MC. I, oh don't God, know, yeah. I, don't I even, mean, I said
0: Seven L doesn't get the credit he deserved. Esoteric is not either. And at one point, Inspector Deck said something about how we thought Esoteric was at least M- as good as Eminem. And M- M- I'm like, I think
1: even even the name, you know, like, like Esoteric is um is not a lot of not a word a lot of people know. Right. You, you know, it, it, he is calling attention to the fact that that his that his um his lexicon, his, his nomenclature, his his cross-reference is is not going to be for everybody so what a what what a terrific person to to be inspired by and and like I sent he was on I think what's called like white collar or blue collar rapper or working class rapper that documentary about you know the rappers who can who are just getting by basically Mm -hmm. you know I sent that to my student as as well and just just see every time I I ran into him he was a solid dude and then I I don't remember how I was exposed to 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 czarface but it, it it was it was like finding an entire like unopened box of 1953 top. Oh man. Like, man. That's funny. Cause
0: I remember the day the tweak went out What he said, well, what would people think of us possibly doing another song? Or I think we're a mixtape with inspector deck. And I'm like, how many times can I like this? And then it's like developed into our face over that year. And I
1: was just. Yeah. Like... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane. And so like I had been following SO and their journey and you know, like I remember when his father passed away and the thing yes. he, he wrote this incredible tribute to him. And I and I, I was so moved um because I believe my father had recently passed as well. And I told him, I said, I wrote him back, I said, if I was gonna introduce your music to anybody, it would not be with a song, it would be with this, because you're such a, a a pellucid, compelling, authentic storyteller. And even like his post about the you know, the 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 the, the, the plane flight, like like just yes. he is a, he is a storyteller, he is a generous, thoughtful human being, and I have seen that at every turn. And then when he when I reached out to him about this, I tried to be in, incredibly respectful and just, you know, basically didn't want to bother him. You know, I was expecting I, I would, it would be one more email that just never was. Replied. Well, went to the ether, yeah. And not only, not only has he replied, you know, there, he's asking about my daughter. He's he is genuinely engaged, and, and I'm nobody. Like like he right. has no he has no time to talk to me, and yet here he is, not only not only replying but engaging. And then when he, he sent me a sample of the song, knowing fully well that this is not something he can promote as Zarface because it's just him, right. and still posting it on the Zarface account, I know. on the stories, he does not need to do any of this.
0: You know what's funny too, before I forget to go back to it, just, just to make a point, I don't want to make this about me at all, but to make a point about that article <laughs> you're talking about, about his father. I read that too, and I was so moved that, so I had told him I was going to do a drawing of him that was like half um, half inspected deck and half SO. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll post it. But I pivoted and I drew that picture of him and his father that was from that. And I sent it to him, and I got extreme. And I got an extremely nice response. But it's like that was just how powerful that was. As I read that, it changed my artistic plans and said, "I, I want to do something nice for this person because I felt everything he felt in that moment." And it's just, it was. I don't know if it's still floating out there, and it's probably not the top thing he wants promoted please with everything it, he does. Please send
1: it my way, please. Send yeah, if I my if
0: way. I find it, I'll yeah. Thank, but, th- 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 thank you. Yeah. Um... He's somebody who I say that I said this to other people before that and I'll say it again, if there's somebody up in Boston, the Boston hop scene who has a bad word to say about him, I, it tells me a lot more about the person saying it than it does about him. It's Because it, it's like, if I don't, I don't, you gotta give me some real compelling evidence. And it's like a lot of people that are, but it's like, if everyone's like, oh, SO ain't shit, I'm like, you ain't shit. Like, you don't know. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, I Solid I dude.
1: I I, I don't know
0: him that well. I'll tell you that. Right. I'm not like, you no, know, I, I
1: don't, I don't know. I, I know every time he engages, but he
0: makes things, you feel like you do, which is something yeah, that's he, a really and special. I, that's,
1: why, that's why I want this project to shoot to the fucking stratosphere. I, 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 I want to validate his involvement. I want, you, you know, which is why I put first and foremost, like the team that we had involved because I did not want, I wanted, I did not want his seal of approval. If I knew that this was not something that could go places right. and um. Even if even if I never speak to him again, like the kindness that he has shown me, it 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 it, 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 it silences you. you. like you see all the negativity or even worse, the slackjawed indifference from the majority of the world.
0: Right. and hip hop too even
1: getting a rapper to write you back. It'd even give you something you paid for.
0: I mean I'm it whatever. that's not for today, but amongst rappers, it's even more
1: like doesn't happen. No, you know he—he, he, uh, I mean, talk about Citizen Kane. You know, Citizen Ryan. I mean, what, yeah. what a guy. Like, you, you know, and then you I'll simp for him all day. I don't care what people say. And I, know, for, for sure, man. And then, I, and then I found out his dad's a teacher. I'm like, of course. Yeah, he's he was fucking. an English teacher, I think. Yeah. Of course, he's a fucking teacher because yeah. I mean, I Esso's, was as it was a, a a teacher, I mean, just, yes, yeah, I I could go on and on, and then you know. So honestly- let's talk about exactly how this happened, though. So how, so like it's like,
0: sure. and I don't, I don't want to give away all your details and all the conversation, whatever. But like so, you did you just you you had this project and yeah, you were guess, like, yeah, for, for How sure, do you get, how sure. do you even think to reach out to him because it is a very sure. when, when I, I saw I that did, third piece fall together, esoteric being involved, I'm like, what is going on here?
1: Yeah, yeah. First of all, before I get into that, like my daughter's 16, and I realized that by me gushing about having Esso involved, it'd be like my parents in in like you know 2003 gushing about having Devo involved. Yeah, but if Devo was involved in my project, I'd be gushing about that now too. Yeah, well, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's flipped now. Maybe if I had Devo involved instead of Esso, my daughter'd be like,
0: "Oh shit."
1: <laughs> walking around with a yellow hat on, you <laughs> know she, she's excited. And, and 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 so, like what happened was I was originally gonna sell my Transformers collection on Kickstarter as incentives. And we got all the way through, I'm, I'm sure you saw the video showing some of my toys. We got all the way through the end and we didn't realize, like, oh my God, did anybody check to see that we can actually do this? And the answer is no, No resale allowed. You know, so um I uh, I wound up just like, um saying, okay, we have to we have to figure out different ways to to get people involved. What can we do? What can we do? Holy shit, holy shit. And so um one thing but you that, still have the
0: option of selling your toys and putting it towards the money, you just can't do it in the Kickstarter format.
1: Right, right. And I think it loses some of its narrative thrust. Because Good point. now yes. you yep. have to, you, now you have to back channel and get people involved that way. And you're like, also
0: appealing to people who you know are real Transformers fans, because there's always people Googling, how can I get whatever bumblebee right, or, right and so
1: so like if i could have put a huge part of my collection on kickstarter you know plus producer credit plus everything else i could have you know yes. ostensibly charged a lot more but you know like the market's not great right now for it anyways mm-hmm. but um i uh when we realized that i'm like oh shit well we have to i i do not like taking people's money i do not same want with me. me i do not want people to just give me something i have to i, I have to make it worth their while and so the first thing that I did was I'm like, all right, well, there's a scene in the um, in the uh, in my script where Orson Welles um, finds a is uh, has a has a transformer toy of himself delivered by a Hasbro page well, to story. Um, you know to, to compel him to, to to sign on. And so like there's a scene where you know 450 pound Orson Welles sessile immobile in a chair, like you know there's a page at the door that is that his um, housekeeper brings in. You know or is it like standing outside in the rain orson has this gift basket basket with like you know flowers like um charcuterie and then like a box a, a, a um like a cardboard box that he opens up puts the script and the and the contract aside the pictures of Unicron, and out he, he gets an orson wells transformer it, and it's done just like the box and it, you know the transformers toys have um have like um have, have, have a little um a phrase at the top like transforms from you know like like um, you know, semi truck to, to robot leader and back for like Optimus Prime or whatever. And so for him, it was transforms from iconic film sled to genius auteur and back. And um, he takes the toy out. You know, again, pages outside, rain gushing down. His dog right here, Kiki, is, is is these were production team shirts. Um, the dog is is barking. The um, all of this chaos is going around. He's chewing on a cigar. He's you see this 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 genius fumbling with this transformer toy he takes out and the arm breaks off and um that's the uh that that, that's so i decided all right well we're going to hire the best toy customizer i know to make these toys and we're going to give them away as incentives and that will take the place and then i thought well we need something else and that's when i reached out to Esso, and i i tried to be as as transparent and respectful as i could and and even to, try to cram this all to pitch this, this is a this is a
0: long pitch. Like in general, to really get where you're going for, this well, a, it takes you a few paragraphs to really
1: like so it well, must be uh, a tough to I word that email. I fortunately had other things vouching for me. I had found wow, the involvement fun. of open the portal, Eric Calderon. Um I had a I had a, a great blurb from Sue Armstrong, the producer of Good Will Hunting, and another Welsh from RKO281 who described my script as a tour de force. Um I had a what's called a blacklist review, blacklist.com, B L C K L S T dot is a site run by Franklin Leonard which acts as like a legitimizing pipeline for screenplays and you get vetted to get reviewed yeah. and they And there's um, a podcast
0: they get, where they read some of those scripts, I believe, too. The
1: Hollywood I think, I think there's a podcast where some of those scripts get read or, oh absolutely I I yeah ear movies I think is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and uh maybe it's something different now, but um so I, I, so that's the Orson Welles screenplay scored a nine out of, or an eight out of 10. The Clay Tommy script I told you about, the one that got me a manager scored a nine out of 10, as well as like several tens out of tens, but it also scored ones and twos <laughs> from other reviews, which, which makes sense, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I, um, I sent SO this entire kind of promotional package just to be like, hey, we're not wasting your time. This is a serious project. I sent him the link to open the portal. But I sent him I sent him the screenplay. I sent I don't know what, what he specifically read. I sent him um my involvement with, with, with Ron. I sent him Ron actually sent him a book. And I sent and I sent SO I sent it to um to Seven L's uh record shop actually. Oh what's just... it
0: called? I vinyl index. Mm, I no, think it's no, called no. vinyl index in summer. There's two of them now. I think that might be it. I've been there. Something apostrophe
1: S. I I can't remember now. Esso sent me the address, you know, to 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 ship it to him. I sent, sent him that. I sent him the, the book and or Ron sent him the book and um I sent him a, a a transformer voice synthesizer that that you you it's almost it almost sounds like the the the, the device empath, people with emphysema use. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, say, yeah, hey, one more, yeah, one, the, more yeah. one more tool for the lab for him. But um so I sent him all this with no expectation and he got back said you know he, he'd love to be involved and then you, you know like I made sure that it was worth his while you know I I, I um I paid him and um then it was it was good to go I, I I wouldn't expect you know anybody of his stature to do anything unless they you know were really on board with it you know right. without with compensation and use just the way he's delivered and not just I mean doing things that that I couldn't have asked him to do from the, the promotions or even the little clip I sent you, which is, um, you know, still not for for public consumption, but um, it's really, really cool. And we debated like about what we wanted to do and, and like what we wanted to charge. And like, we thought like, well, I discussed with him, well, do we want to put out like a, a digital single that, you know, you pledge five bucks and everybody gets, or do we want to make it more exclusive? And Esso's decision, and I think Eric's and ultimately my, myself was like, well, you, you know, you know, that Martin Shkreli bought Wu-Tang album on yes. a of time to out. And let's do something like that. And so now we have, I think, around 40 of these vinyls that um, I know you recently grabbed one of. Thank you very much. This guy? Um, yeah. I actually hope I'm to cut this out, but
0: this guy, the author of this, is allegedly going to be on this podcast at some point. I've had a few conversations Got with him. Got another
1: 33 and a third book?
0: No, this is one that he just wrote on his own about... He was involved in the process. It was him, Riza, and Silver Rings that did it. So he was oh, the third yeah, guy yeah, in the yeah. process. Oh, that's, But he, that's awesome. this is being delayed a little bit by something else he's going on. But at some point, I believe he will be on the podcast. Okay, yeah. another
1: one to add to your list. Go Ahead in the Rain about a tribe called Quest.
0: Oh, yeah. How about that Michael Rapaport documentary? That's pretty great, too.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. And if you can grab it, I've only seen clips, but Q-Tip did, and going back to Orson Welles, you, you know, like one of the reasons I'm huge into hip-hop and why i think orson connected is orson was a, was a huge proponent of jazz yes and and, and um so so q did an entire class at nyu plotting the history of of hip-hop through the lens of jazz that must have been fascinating as hell yeah yeah i i, I can't even imagine i remember when like um q-tip got onto twitter and like schooled iggy azalea on on some 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 history nuance and just the, the the knowledge the the thing I love as a wordsmith about about hip hop is that the thing people see with hip hop first is kind of like the conservative viewpoint that these are just cretins, right. you know, Thugs. savages, savages, no different than the troglodytes throwing a bone into the sky in front of the mono in, right, you know, in two thousand one, two thousand one. Yeah, they they see the the, the the rage and everything else. And first of all, how are you going to not have rage if oh, that's shit. been your experience? But just if you're not angry, then you're not paying attention, really. And and, and it's just. I love the fact that I can consider myself sesquipedalian or verbose or you know, just have an affinity for language you know, and, and call myself a hip-hop fan because if you dissect these lyrics, if you hear what these people are capable of, you will put them on par with any man of letters that grew up in an ivory tower. Right, right. No fucking doubt. Yeah, it's
0: it's true. The amount of stuff that goes over the average listener's head, like the amount of like metaphors that last multiple bars and that refer back to each other and like, you know, some of them, to use the term, are some esoteric references, but like when you get them, like that's the beauty about hip hop that I tell people is that you can't hear it all. If it's a good hip hop song, you cannot hear it all the first time. There are songs that I've been listening to for 30 years that I'm just now getting bars out of. And it's not that I'm stupid, but it's like that's just never. I just reread
1: Solar House 5. And it's a completely different book than it was when I was 13. Yep. I'm like that with eyes wide shut every time I watch that movie. I oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like you have to grow into some of these metaphors for yep. them to actually, you know, viscerally connect to you. The movie and- Kids is like, if you watch the movie Kids
0: now versus when we, that was a major influence on you. That is a movie that gets more disturbing in time. He's like, oh my God, they were my peers and now they're children. I was, I was
1: afraid to watch it. I think I might now, actually. Um, have, you, but do, have you seen it before or watch it again? No, no. That's Harmony Korean, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I
1: was afraid. Uh, he did Gummo, too, I think. I, so. I
0: won't watch Gummo. I talked about this in a previous episode because of some of the stuff I've heard about it. I'm like, that is going to sit with me in a way that I can't. I yeah, can't. I, felt
1: that, I felt that way about Kids, too. Um, yeah. I, I, I will I will probably check it out. It's probably it, 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 it's 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 probably tempered down over time. I know you said it's probably you you know just, just disturbing, but, but so is the world. So right. I mean, and on the
0: flip side, you're seeing two amazing performances in Chloe Sevigny and um, Rosario Dawson for people who right, had to do right, their right, first right, real right, roles, right, right. and they went on to being at least Academy Award nominees. I think Chloe won. I don't know if Rosario's mm-hmm, gotten hers mm-hmm. yet, but she fucking deserves it. So. But, like
1: for instance, uh, my dad used to. My dad's scariest movie was to him was The Exorcist. He said he slept with the lights on i showed it yeah. to my daughter she fell asleep i've actually never seen that i, I should try to watch that but Maybe yeah that's it's a special effects thing or whatever but anyways like yeah that's um... probably a good point the
0: spinning head probably doesn't do it like it used to i mean when <laughs> i was a kid though when i saw return to oz man in the theater that fucked me up for a long time those <laughs> and stuff i wasn't in, in, in superman 3 when the woman gets sucked in the computer at the end of superman yeah. 3 i still see that when i close my eyes oh
1: jeez <laughs> Uh, honestly, man, I, I'm sure I have one that's an analogous. I'm just like 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 so tired. I'm surprised I've been able to produce, you know, th- this much credit. Credit to you for for getting it getting it out. of I me mean, I've averaged like midnight to 4 a.m. this past month for my sleep oh, schedule. Man. We won't keep you much longer though. Like, oh no 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 no! I I I could talk to
0: before. I want uh, to talk to a little me. bit more on the eso thing. So like he, sure. so on on the specifics of what it is. This might be my own curiosity. So. He's agreed to do, um, so you have an album, of vinyl that you're pressing up. Um, you're doing 40 N-N-E-P, copies of it. Yeah. N-E-P, yep. yep. Is this all already been recorded or is it stuff he's still working on? No, for? he's,
1: uh, I, you know, I, in his words, he said, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just having fun. And so what I did was I sent him like some materials. I sent him a lot of the, the archival um, animation cell copies and I sent him Ron's book, um, a lot of stuff just so, because I feel like Esso like a supercomputer. You just feed yeah. him. And he will come out with, with things. And um, he's got a wall like I
0: have behind me, I'm sure somewhere in his house, too. He's
1: he's an old school fan of all the
0: same like, you know, yeah, he actually and...
1: told me about a really cool, um, you know, possible Beep. that I'm not sure I can talk about. Um, you know, so as far as I know, it may not even exist, it may have just been a thing. Yeah. In fact, I don't but
0: know. I'll, I'll tell you what though. He once, I won't say what it is. I ran into him at a at a small Comic-Con and he told me about something that he told me not to tell anybody about, and I didn't. And I waited three years and it finally happened. And I was I was okay. like, I was like, if this happens, it's gonna be insane. And then it came out, and I was like, I, I told him like I didn't tell anyone. Like, and hey, that's awesome, man. I'm so happy.
1: <laughs> he 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 deserves everything, man. Like, it's yeah. just been um I I I love freaking Tom Hardy, man. I I was you no, know, I wanted to. <laughs> all
0: right, so did he? Did you know how he did he rap on those songs because that yeah, dude. I, I, I
1: mean, baseball, you know. Baseball. Okay, that dude.
0: We follow each other on Instagram, and a few weeks ago, Oh,
1: dude, you're better off than I am because he he won't. He won't accept my request, so you Who, know, I'm Redman. I'm Redman. I can not get into the club,
0: you know. <laughs> I messaged him. I was like, "I'm like they've they've denied this is Tom Hardy." I'm like, "Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is, but they haven't said it." So what if what if the guy responds and maybe he'll do a verse? I was a long shot, but I've got no response. And and did, what did you find out? Nothing, because it's like for all I know, this if it's Tom Hardy, this could be Esso running the page. I don't I have no idea. <laughs>
1: Right, right, right. I right. love yeah. the mystery of it because you know. Um, so well, they're, they're obviously they're obviously kindred. I think Esso got on, Esso got on the soundtrack for Venom because, yep. because of Tom Hardy and you know huge people repping repping you know. Yeah, uh, there
0: was there, he has a line where he goes, um, "I'm menacing and I'm, I'm menacing like Ben Mendelsohn and everything." And then there's a video of Ben Mendelsohn in his car
1: listening to it. <laughs> oh my god, my my favorite uh, today's special, is, uh, Take a deep breath and inhale death. Face Fuller. That's like, like that's one of my my so Spotify, fun, like like to to kind of deal with this all happening, like I take walks every night. It's too hot during the day, but like where I live in north of Orlando, there's a beautiful lake, and I'll just be having these songs on. Repeat that, you know, Zara Raphaeli, Nightcrawler. Yeah, Red Nightcrawler, Mountain. I believe
0: is that might be. It's I know it's easy to say because Matthew Man's on it, but it might be my favorite. Like that song crushes. Yeah, you know what rhyme? Like I saw him recently. He played with Lord for NASA's show like down the street from me. Like last oh, okay. And I'll tell you, man, murder, death, kill, and I think he must know it too because he always pulls that one out of all the old stuff. His his verse on murder, death, kill is absolutely ridiculous. Like I be heading your heroes, better get ready for Eddie Guerrero. Theoretically, your chance of dead of me zero. That your chance of petty oh, didn't. Like, Jack the Iron, I was a bite <laughs> the Iron Man like you. Jack those balls of death connected like money straight off the press. I hope he's not watching.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, I I always uh, just that 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 makes me sweat just hearing that verse. That's one of my favorite verses of all time.
0: Rap, rap, rap.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the, the other thing. You, you, you know, you, you have this kind of bimodality with this music. You have rap as the story and the lyrics as the story and the lyrics as the instrument. Yes. Yeah. That's something I've learned a lot as
0: I've gotten as a rap
1: roommate. Oh, yeah. Just the, 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 yeah. the, the sonorous kind of concatenation of, of one verse to the next is, is a type of instrument. And then if you give it semanticity on top, you are creating literature. You Are yep. creating literature that's no different than iambic pentameter? That's exactly. no different than, 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 than any of the literary techniques, you know, structured around fluency and pausing and instrumentation. And, um,
0: especially because in hip hop, a lot of times you're trying to hit the vowel sound on the down on the downbeat, which is Right, your, right, right, thing right, right. Pentameter, you know, or something yeah. similar yeah.
1: to that, at least. That's the concept. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. So, so, to, to, totally, totally. And so, like, I think ultimately, the culmination of this project with Esso as. As I envision, and ultimately, it's going to be what he wants it to be. Like, mm-hmm. and, and and that's the most exciting to me right. is that. Any higher
0: guy like him, because no matter what he's going to do, it's going to be great. So you can
1: trust. It's going right, to be right, great. right. And so, so, um, so I think he's going to put out a couple Transformers theme songs. Obviously, nothing with copyrighted material yeah. because when you get into music, that's iffy. Like, I'm not sure. I think he told me that like he's not sure that if the Alert came out under Zarface, whether it would have you know flown. Right. Because, yes. Like, Things are so much least, different like, back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, and I'm sure that song overperformed his expectations back at the time because that was the first song that got him on the radar. So he was only a few years away from being a Salem. You what's know, crazy
1: is DJ like, from the, I grew the, up with him college. as a kid. I grew up with him as a kid, thinking that he was like in his his twenties. he's only a few years older than I am, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a couple years older than me. Hey, it's like it's like wow, he's precocious as fuck, and that's just another that's like Orson Welles. Like, yeah. like, you know, these guys were... And he, and, and, and he, was, he was a producer, too. Yeah. Right, like, and I don't I mean, know if I mean, that's ever really had a day job.
0: I think he's been doing this. Because I, I, he probably has. But it's like, it feels like he's been doing this as his career most of his life. You know, it wasn't
1: like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... That, that, that that's awesome but uh, obviously he doesn't carry himself like someone who's never had to have a real job oh god no, like no he is a blue collar as they come and it's just like a pleasure so I think I think ultimately so like like for our campaign I think we're gonna have around like 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 40 vinyls that no one else will get and to be honest with you I'm a little surprised that not more people have jumped on it maybe I priced it too high I, I get it but like you, you know in general there, there's been a lot of kind of apprehension about donating although at the end like i noticed some people coming in like we just like like, the way that we got across the finish line is someone dropped five thousand to be a producer and so they get the toy they get the record they get a bunch of they get a consultation with eric and myself on a screenplay they can call us at all hours of the night asking which toenail polish they should try you know everything and and so um that's really exciting i i I don't think i use
0: rainforest blue in case anybody's wondering okay
1: (laughs) um i uh i had I, I, I think I think if I could have done it differently, I would have priced it a little more cheaply because I do want people to be able to access this. But I just see, you, you know, so many, like, like this, this project needs to be funded. Like the 36,000 right. that we that we put as the minimum, that's to get a graphic novel. That's not to get a stop motion film. And that's, like, it's I,
0: like, it's, it's expensive to make graphic novels. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah, the printing on yeah, I mean, the paper is expensive.
1: It's, it's a paper, You have to have an artist. You have to have a letter. You have to, I mean, this is- Someone who can you, handle the layouts, yeah, you know. Even before you have a distributor, and so, mm-hmm. and, and then, and also from that 36 K their Kickstarter fees, their fulfillment fees, their shipping fees, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a clusterfuck. And, and so, yeah, so actually, off-
0: that was something I wanted to interrupt, but like when you, when you're raising that money, how much of that, and if you don't feel comfortable saying that you don't have to, how much of that goes to just purchasing the things that you're giving away? How much of it actually goes to the film?
1: Yeah. You're supposed to take the money out of that. You don't fulfill until it's funded. Obviously we're not going to buy stuff, you know, um, if if the project's not funded, right? Yes, yes. And, and so um, a huge percentage. So you're like, cocky. you're trying to, you're trying to eyeball, you know, back of the napkin, you know, costs and everything. And Eric is yeah. really good about that. Eric yeah. has all these tie-ins to producers, distributors, whatever. Like he is the guy for this. Thank goodness, because you know my business acumen is right up there with my hairline. It's not existing. Same. Yeah. So um, we both got hats on today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and so he is. He's headlining that. And um the one thing I did, I took out money to pay Esso because I said no matter what, this this is this is a defining moment in my life to have his involvement, whether we have a movie or not, we were gonna have this. And so that's money. how I felt when I paid him to be on my song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You know, honestly, like the one At least he, there's
0: if there's nothing else, at least there will always be this.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Even the little bit he sent me, like, you know, I, I had to put it on my own private YouTube so that I could loop it. Like if you have YouTube premium, you can loop songs. You can, you can minimize the app and it's like the best thing. YouTube premium
0: is, is the best money in streaming. You know what
1: they've got, they've got, you know, they've got people in the hitman heart Sharpshooter when it comes to commercials now, man. Just do it, just do it, just do it. And um, yeah, so I can't wait to see what that's going to look like. And I think the EP, I think the vinyl is going to have, have a mock-up of our maquette the, the Orson Welles oh, cool. puppet that we have everywhere. Yeah. Funny side, uh, side story, right as it was getting funded, Open the Portal, the studio where we did this, that has the maquette. They were hosting a concert where Weird Al was a special guest. Weird Al did a song, Dare to be Stupid, on the Transformers original show, our ri- original movie, you know, which really? you might have- yeah, yeah, yeah. if you go back when they, they go on the junk planet. I heard the song. I didn't realize I was Weird Al because I remember thinking this yeah, is because the, I had the subtitles cool. on too and, and it was and really so There's a there. the chance now that Weird Al might have seen this. I I tagged him in the post that we got funded. I saw that he viewed the story. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those dudes that I think is
0: not is pretty accessible. I think you can get something in front of, of this.
1: Um, you know? Side story like there again, like when I was in grad school, my professor, Tom Mankiewicz, I used to go up to his house in Hollywood Hills and he had his monogram robe on. His legs would be splayed like, you know, uh, underwear on, thankfully. But like, um, I think, I don't even remember. I was too nervous about the script to notice. Maybe <laughs> in my mind, it was pixelated out no matter what. Um, and um, he had a, he said that Weird Al was his neighbor and that Weird Al would send Christmas cards of forced perspective where it made it look like his family was under the tree and his giant poodle was in the foreground and it looked like the dog was balancing the family on its nose oh my that god that was when he said weird Al's he's the best person. yeah no have he, you seen not... the
0: movie with, with daniel radcliffe playing weirdo i can't wait it's I out it's, it's out it's, it's on roku for free roku. i knew amazing. it was one of
1: the, the non-standard ones yeah. yeah it's you
0: can just do a gallon and watch it for free it's so good i
1: couldn't believe it was just put out there for free it's Daniel Radcliffe's honestly daniel radcliffe was my dream casting for Clay Tommy. Like oh that's um, cool a little bit older like Swiss Army Man is another uh, I mean Dan I've Daniel. never seen that
0: but I've heard and you know who's
1: probably my favorite actor working right now yeah. is is uh, Dave Batista
0: he's damn good man he is he's he I'll easy. tell you man I was a big wrestling I didn't even like him as a wrestler back in the day and I never would have pegged him for being that but he's a damn good
1: wrestler and he's a damn good actor he is he has had a textured life that yeah that merits dramatization and introspection and he's someone who can go places. A lot of other people probably can't yep. for a variety of reasons. Force uh, I, I, of
0: will I, is a lot of it. Like he he willed his way to where he is, you know.
1: Totally. You, 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 it's like the, the, the scars radiate like a halo around him. Yes. Yeah. And that, that adds to his bulk. Yep. And, um, and, and, and he is somebody, when I saw him, even in a small role with, um, with, uh, um, in um, Blade Runner. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I got to watch that yeah um sorry about that um he uh in a small role in blade runner he just takes you there and 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 just much like much like inspector deck is the lead-off man in so many songs like to have our exposure to him be the first kind of line of 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 dramatic involvement was huge and so like i I told you michael clark duncan was considering the role of play tommy he would have played an art dealer i describe him as a um, a man with the prison muscle of seven prisoners whose um easy smile and 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 stature can hug not just any man but his entire universe that that sounds written for michael clark duncan yeah so i would love dave batista to get this you know and so again like like um, he's got he's
0: got the emotion for someone of his size and stature his ability to carry things emotionally is pretty pretty impressive
1: right you know i'm um I'm not, I'm not his, his height, but like I get, I I used to get like steroid jokes. I was like a a power lifter, you know, grunt type. And, you know, when, when, when people don't do well with, with, with complexity, you know, with, 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 with with, with oppositional, they want um, things white or black forces, you know, entering their sensory perception. And so, um, you know, seeing someone succeed dramatically like this, or in my, you know, another great example is Oliver Sacks, the famous neuroscientist who, um, you know, he, he wrote a lot of books. He's like the Carl Sagan of psych- psychology. Yeah. He used to squat over 600 and, and he was just a, a powerhouse. People don't well, do, well do that.
0: Even like Schwarzenegger and like Dolph Lundgren, those are foreign born guys and that were really smart. Like they, oh, oh, totally, it was totally. like, and, and there was no stereotype over there. It's the same thing that made you good at one can make you good at the other. And for some reason it's right, this so, country, so we don't how get many,
1: how many, How many powerfully built people get to a place of, 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 of financial and creative freedom where they have, like, like one of the things I've always thought about, you know, take someone like Brad Pitt, you know, obviously a smart, pragmatic guy, but then yeah. again, there are lots of, now you give him or Leonardo DiCaprio the access to a continual titration, a, a continual IV of the best artistic material on the planet all the time, you're going to you're going to be you you you, you are going to become like a super sane, culturally and, yeah. and academically, and you will begin to think differently, or you will use whatever resources you have to to maximize your potential to see the human condition. And so when I see something like Dave Bautista or yeah yeah uh, Schwarzenegger, I have to watch his new documentary. Um, yeah, yeah, seeing these people, um, and and what they can do, like, is is abs- is absolutely in- in- empowering. And you know, I, I I hope I hope that Dave will continue to take artistic roles because it could be part of what keeps art film going. Yeah. No, he, I guess
0: what's... he wants to be Bane in the new... Because there's a good chance he'll end up somewhere in the DC universe because of his relationship. With, well, because he, he's really tied with... Him and James Gunn, I think they have a really good relationship. Oh, and oh, sure, Gunn's running DC, yeah, yeah, And I think yeah. there was talk that he wanted to play Bane, but I think they were saying they wanted to go younger.
1: But I'm, I'm betting he's going to pop up somewhere in, in but, James funny Gunn's aside, the, 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 guy, the, the guy who 3D printed all of the, the, the props and characters for Guardians of the Galaxy is the one who printed this, Orson McKess really
0: yeah wow yeah
1: so that's small world that's that's it's amazing (laughs) the people that (laughs) you
0: This is something this is I, I, I want, that yeah, something I want to mention too to make a point of because it's come up a little bit, we haven't directly addressed it. Is that once you kind of make, if you're a creative person like me and like yourself, once you start actually making a few inroads, you kind of realize how small the world is. Like it may sound like a tremendously big coincidence that a Transformers fan would end up in this screenwriting class written by the transform or whatever class written by the, Trans- oh, by the Transformers. That's a good point. I, the world I, is I, small, I, and it's, yeah. it's like that's actually once you take those steps forward, those sort of connections happen more often than.
1: It, it seems like there's a correlation between your the boldness and fortuitousness because i i think the the, the main ingredient is decency. If yes. you have the talent, if, if you, you have the talent, the decency will be the thing that people remember i think exactly. Um, you know, at least it allows me to live with myself. I've met a lot of indecent people, a lot of, you know, d- disordered people who yeah. you know, unfortunately Oof. wait wasted a lot of energy on
0: but um... think of someone like keanu reeves who for years people said was a shitty actor but he was a wicked nice guy and and he kept getting roles probably because people liked working with him and now he's a damn good actor and it's like that's what being decent can help get you like and it's like no one has no one has a word bad word to say about him as a human being and that's probably like they knew it wasn't going to show up like fucked up like a lot of people will it's like that helps a lot
1: (laughs) Right, right, a- absolutely. And so, so if you have if 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 you have a, a, a demonstrable, um, work ethic and humanity ethic, that 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 people have experienced, like, and you and you're not a headache. You do more and more and more, and you say who you are. Like, like I've always been who I am. I just was nobody, and I'm still nobody. But I had um, you, you know, I've you know, I've had these two small connections, and I've been the same person. To the to the these connections to this industry that I was to everybody else. And yep. you know, I don't know how to be any, any differently. And, and and so my hope is that I am an easy person to work with. I am a you know a kind person. And um you know, like you said, it is a, it is a small town. And so those things get remembered. I I I I think and I do I have noticed that um I'm not I'm not a part of the inner circle of like executives and and, and producers. I will say though that the animation world, because they're treated like shit yeah. relative to live action, they are kind and supportive and 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 and, and tribal in the most positive, uh, you know, connotation. Like they want everybody to succeed, and you know so
0: animation is hard it's like you gotta if if anyone who's ever spent a lot of time working in animation i believe you have to have a sort of respect for anybody else who does because it's a labor of love lonely love
1: and it is something that i hope is bringing a renaissance of of seriousness to it i don't know if you've seen when anyone says that animation is for kids you direct them to the con winning fantastic planet fantastic planet there's an entire playlist of rappers who have taken the fantastic planet sound bites and turned them and sampled them yeah. Doing being one of them, I believe, and yep. you know, big pun yep. and you know, many, many, many others, and so I'm, I'm actually beholden to to animation, and it's 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 what I hope to continue doing. I've worked on a couple other projects since since this, and um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, I'm not expecting a, a payday from this, but I am looking forward to just. I'm hoping some doors. To- Huh? That's sort of yeah, that's sort of my attitude doing. too. I'm like,
0: yeah. it's like if I do this and pe- what I'm doing, my people like it. I, it'll open up more interesting
1: conversations.
0: It's like, and eventually, you know, it yeah. keeps opening doors and conversations. And, and you and get
1: me. to you get to pe- meet the people who are more like you, and you yes. get to do it in a way where you reek of less desperation because you've achieved more and therefore you can be more of who you actually are. Right. Even
0: like you and I, like I, I never would have met you if we, and we were, if we never Dude, had, this was amazing, man. This is, I, like- I, I'm
1: honored you wanted, to, you wanted to speak to me, man. I saw yeah, you're, you're awesome. And you know, you can go in. And the, 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 uh, I mean, you know, and if there's anyone that you want me to connect you to, like, I'm, I I mean, I just, I, you don't use LinkedIn, but I would totally endorse you for this, man. I appreciate like, it. Yeah. Um, same with you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, it's just, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about what so let's talk about a little bit of timeline because i know we're going a little long here and i wanted to go get some sleep but how I, I think you said that the goal was to have this stuff delivered by december 2024 ish um i know that stuff's tough the, the, it's the like, you, know, ones
1: you mean uh, the what i the think so one? and maybe you maybe uh, you should be yeah. that better
0: than me because i just i saw um, that date and it we, stuck in my head uh, so.
1: yeah we'll, we'll probably have a lot of it done before then but we don't want to we don't want to, you, you know, under um, you want to under
0: promise and over deliver. Under promise
1: and over deliver, correct, correct, correct. And so, um, I'm in touch with um, a couple of the toy makers you know and they're they're working hard um they're both in the UK and, and there are two toys there's one that's hand casted that you've seen that has Orson's face on it and uh then there's one that's going to be hand painted and i think there are 10 of the hand painted ones and then there's five of the, the hand casted ones and so as soon as i have as soon as this campaign's over i have to even figure out the, um, the language of fulfillment and, and how to go about that. Is that something Eric wants to handle? Right. Is that something, you know, I, all the boxes I've been collecting in my closet from Amazon will take me to where I need to go? Like, I deal with I, I, I that stuff all the time. Yeah, you, you know, just I'm like, grateful yeah. that I'm really, it's just so awesome to see how many people have bought the graphic novel. Like, I think I think it's over 50 people. Um, And yeah. I think we're right at 100 backers now, which I don't know if that's good or not, but to me, it's pretty exciting. It, it, it shows that it's, this isn't mass delusion, you know?
0: oh yeah yeah and Um, i think that's the funny thing too when you mentioned this sort of about esoteric and the way you approached him is that like once you start peeling the onion on what you wanted what you're trying to do like for me it's like i i just i read one thing and every sentence i read about what you're trying to do made me want to read the next sentence and there kept being and it led me down to this wormhole of watching stuff about orson welles and transformers and getting more and more excited about this and it's just like if you've done a really good job at presenting something that is a sort of a complicated concept something it's like it's not it's not elevator pitch friendly i would say well that's all eric
1: all the copy on the um all the storytelling on the um kickstarter page where he goes into you know through the lens of the transformers the judgmental doc that was all eric i had a huge dissertation on there like i did a lecture like 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 i i'm not the most brief when it comes to this topic i'm not the most brief when it comes to any topic and um eric, eric absolutely nailed it and it's one more reason why he's absolutely indispensable
0: Well, so what do you think of these Transformers movies? Because I know you've asked me before, I've only seen one of them. It's funny you mentioned the AFI list, so I'll pass it quickly. Have you ever heard of the podcast called How Did This Get Made? No. um, Okay, it's done. uh, it's done by June Diane Rayfield, Paul Scheer, and Jason Manzukis, who are comedians. Okay. And they watch a bad movie, and then they talk about it. And it's, it's, it's one of my, my favorite podcasts. They've done over 300 episodes. I've watched all but three of those movies. I, that was my thing over the pandemic, I'm going to watch all of these. And the only one I ever tra- Transformers, I ever saw was because of that. And it was okay. the second Transformers movie, and that movie is freaking ludicrous <laughs> and i saw um, bumblebee the, with a sound off on a plane
1: to, be, to be honest they, they they all look like the characters from district nine they all yeah look, they, i mean that's it's a big noisy
0: mess that's it's not a,
1: transformers to me um i don't so even know what i'm looking happy. at so the move the '86 movie you saw that was the only one that, that that actually treated the transformers like like characters it humanized them it gave them character development the the other ones are about shia LaBeouf and megan fox and in between you know yeah. Cleveland Shia LaBeouf not be
0: able to say I love you for some odd reason Megan Fox. And
1: you, know, then you have these these, these things that that, that re- re- resemble you know, Arthur, you know, arthropods that ingested copper or something. Yeah. I don't know. It and has all and, the same
0: um, problem as the Godzilla movies that aren't about Godzilla. You're just like, okay, Matthew Broderick and Jean Reno. If and you
1: like, can't humanize these toys, then you're just creating setting. Right. Right, and, and I came out of, sure. I came out of that Transformers movie going. I think I want a Grimlock tattoo because
0: for some reason I was like Googling the like, Grimlock kicks ass. <laughs> I was like Star Screens a dick. Grimlock kicks ass. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, and I, I'm, I, I'm I,
0: betting the Dinobots are probably
1: not the most popular. There's, there's actually a line, a, a line in my script on um, where <laughs> you're talking about the '86 movie. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. yeah. says, um, "Me Grimlock say you die, soon, Orson Wells. You look like shit." Um, I had to be liberal with that but um yeah it's it, funny it, it's iconic Grimlock is yeah absolutely amazing Greg Berger is a fantastic. I, I was actually thinking should I pay for a cameo from Greg Berger just to graft it into this when we make it Instead so of he's like, the voice
0: actor of Grimlock <laughs> he
1: has this one line do we do we do we bring him out to, to, to do to do audio or do I just pay for a cameo yeah. And what a, what a
0: hell of a gig it is to get to be like um, a voice actor too. It's like if there is a gig that is the sweetest gig to have in entertainment. I'm curious
1: about about yeah th- no it, it's amazing. Although although AI creates some complications, I'm really curious to hear what you think of the latest promo Eric did. It's on my Instagram page. It's with um and Andy um is the the guy in the black and white film with the glasses. Kind of looks like Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. He goes by Wit in the movie um or in the in the in the little promo. Um, there's a Unicron voiceover that sounds like Unicron um, with, with the Orson Welles maquette. That's done by Jason Marnoka, who is an incredibly accomplished voice actor. He did, Eric knows him from having, having um, directed him for voice on the Transformers cartoons, where he voiced, I believe, um, Megatron and Galvatron. Um, he, he has a, this deep, I think, Frank Todaro, who voices Scar- Starscream, described it as bowel-shaking rumble. And yeah, these voice actors, I'd never heard him sound like that. He freaking nailed 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 unicron and so obviously oh, wow. now he's in contention for like when this goes do we want do we get to cast him? would we have that honor yeah. and so these are not questions that i have the privilege or the authority to make right. decisions on but you know um you might have a wish list of 10 of those things that you might get to do two
0: or three of them is, is that the way i run into stuff I
1: mean, like that the fact yeah. that we're here at all is surreal man like do you know yeah. like, like, like i thought once we got here that like I'd be happy, excited. And, but you know, you have so many years of like rejection and everything. Yeah. It's just kind of derealizing and you're just kind of static for a while. I don't know when it'll hit me. If That's, it'll hit me. I feel the same way. It's like, I, I have this way that
0: when I accomplish something where I've worked really hard towards, especially artistic, for a day or two after, I kind of feel nothing. And I'm just sort of, I feel, and I'm just like, what, what's what's next? Like I did this, but now something has to be next. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Is it all going to fall apart? And then he's just going to pick it
1: up and go back. It's Go back up. I've the noticed. Moment. And maybe this is a little macabre. I've noticed that the more success I have, the more I think about mortality. Yeah. Because the so older you yeah, get, you're, so I
0: want more years to do this stuff that I now do. Well, well, for great.
1: me, it's always you didn't, you were distracted by mortality because you still hadn't done this thing. And so once you do this thing, all that's left is the void. And so, you know, now what? Now, now do you go to that doctor's appointment you've been putting off? Now yeah, do that you do this? Now do you do that? That's that kind so of a
0: clerk's like, three Kevin Smith type type mentality. I i, I fell deep into that. That's I, I totally feel you.
1: Kevin Smith is a freaking dude, man. Kevin, I, I
0: wouldn't be here today. What clerks to me, clerks, kids, and reservoir dogs, and I'd say especially in that order, probably clerks, kids, and reservoir dogs, clerks changed my life. Clerks was the thing that told me that even if you have a you can do it. You can do something. You can have a finished product. And just the way he's taken his career. And one thing I take that I love that he says is that, like, um he doesn't talk bad about things. He's like, there are movies I see that I hate. I just don't talk about them. I talk about the good. Or, or and, like, yeah,
1: Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson, who, you, you know, is an icon for me, you yep. know, there Magnolia, Boogie yeah, Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He, he, he's like, yeah, why well, are you going to talk shit about about these? You know, just say they're not for you. Because most okay. people, people have no idea the, the earth. That needs to be moved to get anything made oh god it's it's, it's especially something good it's damn near
0: impossible to get a film made it's it's a miracle any movie gets made let alone the fact
1: that something is good is 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 is, is merely a cosmic side
0: effect (laughs) of,
1: of entropy not working Right. It's chaos theory essentially landing on the right side. Like a a, a vending machine that went haywire and didn't give you the pink starburst this
0: time. Right. And especially, no, pink starbursts are the best ones, 100%. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. In oh, you don't like three them? Three oh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it, it is funny. He's the funny thing too you gotta know, think in Hollywood. The goal most of the time is not to it, it, the, the of course, no one wants to make a bad movie, but in terms of priorities, making a good movie is not the top goal. The top goal like, is making
1: money. You know that you know that rock vehicle, I think San Andreas, you know, yes, it's just yes. kind of like a pay paint by numbers you, you know um thriller. Um yep. you know, could have been skyscraper
0: a too. It, it could
1: roll yeah. type yep. screenplay. Is art man the original
0: that's something people don't realize that there are images
1: that they've seen a thousand times are painterly when they're red yeah and these yeah. people don't get the fucking time of day
0: and a lot of times they don't get the money they don't get the credit because somebody else took their good idea turned it into shit and then got credit for it, and yeah, then then, it they didn't they, win they, an
1: arbitration they lose, every, they lose everything you know don't, don't you hate when you see something that's really true but you, you hate to admit it, and you wanna, you want to you want to then deflect the hatred onto the person who forced you to read it. So in my case, L'Amour Supreme, he had a he had a quote on one of his stories. Of course, he's- he the, has the art for face. The, the genius. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, said you know I grieve all the artists whose work will never be seen because of the algorithm. Yeah, I'm like, damn, I don't have time for that. That's too deep. It is. It is. it's you know, it's it like. That's like uh, Richard Dawkins saying, you know, you know, fuck all the people who grieving all the people who died. What about all the ones who never were?
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. it's
1: just, I mean, But then I hear
0: someone like Tyler Creator
1: say, I found this
0: guy on YouTube who had six views and then I, I made a career out of him. So it's 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 like, as with everything, there's stuff on both ends to give you hope and so, despair. They're <laughs> so saying
1: to call Eric Tyler from now on. Gotcha. Uh, Tyler Creator, yes, yeah, man, what a, what a, oh, I, a, I, yeah, I actually, I, I knew children. who
0: he was, but I didn't know his stuff until I did an episode about him a while back and yeah. I got deep into him and he's amazing, just flat out amazing. There are
1: yeah, a, a lot to do. So what else you got going on today? Like what's your day-to-day like? I'm this curious. is
0: actually my only, um, so I'm in the middle of right now working on a couple of EPs. I'm working on, um, so I'm working on with some, I'm doing an EP that I'm, I'm doing with, um, some different artists like Elza. If you don't know Elza from Slum Village, he's an amazing rapper. One of my favorite of all time. Um, Percy P, Copyright, who, um, Esoteric fans, I'm sure know who Copyright is. Um, and uh, and I'm I'm trying to get, I'm kind of waiting on verses from some of those guys, and then that's coming together later this year. I'm doing two EPs, and I'm um, working with a music coach, a friend of mine from a previous episode, Rick whom we hadn't talked to in years. He's like a he's a music he's a music teacher and he's a choir director, and he's really helping me break down how my rhyme flow to improve it way and beyond that. So he's almost like giving me some classes to some degree. He's sending me like these recordings, and he's like really helping me from a different perspective. So I'm. <laughs> working on no, this one song where i'm just trying to get if i it's the first song in one of the eps and if i get it right it's going to be amazing if i get it a little off it's going to bother me forever so i'm today i'm working on figuring out exactly which words i want to
1: hit the drown beats and probably re-recording it it's like time. almost like a batting coach
0: Exactly. Like just,
1: just, just look, okay. Okay. Because I've yeah. heard of like 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 vocal coaches, but but, but like for for hip hop, that's that's so interesting, man. Yeah. It's, you know, I'd love to learn more. About I got
0: lucky. That's the great thing about like this this the podcast in general is that like I'm somebody I live kind of in the middle of nowhere. I'm not a huge social butterfly. I'd rather be inside working, but I'm finally connecting with people that like uh that that get me that are sort of more like me and that these sort of ideas are flowing and I'm doing all these new things it's been amazing it's like a whole community is developing around yeah, it, dude so. I,
1: I I mean I, I I love your art I, I I've, I've seen it I, I know I, I I've been I I I've been so glazed over by social media but I've been sure to you know to to, to like and to share what, what what I can and just looking at your your office there man you know just 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 I appreciate it man <laughs> Dude, keep, keep, keep going. What, send me your what,
0: address. I'll send you a Soma79. Uh, welcome back.
1: <laughs> hey, um, yeah, it'll come from the, um, the return address where I send you your vinyl. And you know what I'm going to actually try to do? Um, you know, because I think I'll have them. Um, I'm going to give you one to play and one to display.
0: Ah, dude, that'd make my life, man. That, yeah. that and then uh,
1: I also want to send you, and this is not for public consumption, I will send you, you know, any, any cutting room floor stuff that S.O. sends me. Just for you, I cutting uh, this out
0: already. I appreciate, I
1: man. I appreciate it. That makes okay. You know. Yeah, 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 man. Just, just please re- remind me, cause my, 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 I'm gonna. You ever, you ever walk in front of a squirrel? And instead of, like, the squirrel going one way, it just zigzags, vacillates back yeah. and forth until a screws up a tree.
0: They give me these pills to help with that, and it's, it works <laughs> some days better
1: than ever. <laughs> yeah, got you, man. Okay. But it's yeah. like,
0: so before we wrap up, what... So I know it's far down the road. Like, when... Like, what do you... do? You, what, what are your aspirations beyond this? Or is it too easy to really think about it? Uh,
1: really, really interesting point. Um, I... If this wasn't going anywhere, I probably would have been teaching and then veering back towards medical school because one of my goals has always been one of the things I've learned in film school is just how phys- how storytelling impacts our physical health basically the story we tell about ourselves to ourselves all the time can literally change the you know the the, the, the pro-inflammatory chemistry that we so have Bruce a, Lee
0: said never speak negative about yourself even in general yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll, and we'll, I literally we'll, wrote a text this morning that I rewrote or my, my post on Instagram this morning I rewrote because of that Bruce Lee quote
1: Absolutely, I, 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 absolutely, and, and so it, it has not just so 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 like you know I used to get gout attacks like oh, I, I, I was painful as hell. My grandfather yeah, had that, yeah, and like this is when I was like bodybuilding and like had a six pack, and so it was like for me it was like genetic. But one of the things that I noticed was like when I would have a flare, a lot of the times it wasn't dietarily triggered; it would be from from stress. And so like it's stress it's not enough dish. to say that things are stress. It's like I want to go. To, I I actually am considering returning to med school or going to med school, um, you know, I want to, I want to study like basically the, 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 the narrative impact of, uh, on our, on our immune chemistry. And, and basically there's an entire field called narrative medicine, which is basically how we can, um, improve, um, efficacy rates and and uh, recovery rates and people based on how much we let them express ourselves and they feel listened to. And, um, I am just really curious about, you know, just, how much more there is to a lot of different diseases. I'm not going to obviously like, like, I'm not going to say, Oh, you know, cancer, like, you know, go on a personal journey and you'll heal yourself. That's, that's insulting, you know, but, but like, um, just that, that stuff's always interested me. And so like, if the screenwriting thing, if either it's exhausted for me or it doesn't go anywhere then, or even if it does, I, I, I want to kind of pursue that, that, that nexus point that negotiates, you know, What we tell ourselves, how we live our lives, and then what we in turn physically experience that we usually rely on a doctor for. And like, can we find nuance molecularly there because of storytelling? And, you know, that sounds a little hokum right now, but no, it's, it sounds, it it makes,
0: it sounds to me like you have similar goals to me, which is you don't know exactly what they are, but you know what you want them to feel like.
1: Right. Right. So, in terms of the screenwriting, like, I think I have like a couple stories right now, the Orson Welles one being one, the Clay Tommy one being, I'm not someone who puts out five specs. Every two years. Like yeah. I I have the stories that are important to me. I'm not someone the script who, is a huge
0: uh, commitment. I've only written one script in the past decade. It's a big commitment. Well, for
1: me, for me, they just um they take longer. Yep. Um, I put a little more thought. Like, like for instance, another one that I had while I was waiting on this is called Pugilistica. It's about a boxer uh or a, you know, a writer who is is so afraid of rejection that he takes up boxing so that he can physically have the ability to write beaten out of him. So he doesn't have to face that and then uh, fucking shit man and and then in the process he um he that rage goes in the other direction and he actually paralyzes another opponent and then it you know basically he he then goes on to do the thing that he said he would do to himself he he beats it out of him almost to the point where they wind up in the same nursing home years later this guy you know paraplegic and then then him with, with dementia pugilistica is what it's called just like you know the the concussion syndromes and and um basically basically you know as a way uh, Mia culpa you know encounters this guy he paralyzed many years ago who wants to to you know basically going to collaborate with him on a memoir about the the you know the boxer he paralyzed and using, using his go ahead I just got a picture of,
0: my, my, of myself watching me, you say that, and I was like, that dude is so into what that dude said, because I, I was so engrossed into that, I could see myself being it, that sounds Well, yeah, you know, I, you, you understand to... the human condition, man, that. that it's like, you, you seem to have a level of self-awareness and understanding of the human condition that is one of the most valuable t- traits you can have in life, and I'm glad to see you got that shit, man.
1: I, I appreciate it, dude. Obviously, you you know it doesn't come from from a, a scot-free life, and yes. and uh, it, you know I do I'm very grateful that I am sincere and, and curious about everything that that happens to me, and um you, you know thank thank you thank you so much for for saying that like like you, you know I don't I don't hear hear much of that. And, um, to you know, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. I have um, another, I met, you know, one of the, the things I did, I actually sold my car. I, one of the really stressful side effects of COVID was I developed really bad driving anxiety. And so to get closer to my daughter, because rent is insane down here now, yeah. like I actually just sold my car and like I walk or Uber everywhere. And one of the cool side effects of that is you, you get to really engage people and, and and learn, you know, keep your social skills up to date. And I get to show my, you know, telegraph that, you know, demonstrated to my daughter. And one of the people yeah. I met was a, a PhD in Caribbean studies. And we're actually, when this is done, he, we had started on a a, um, a, a poem about um, a, a creation myth of, of the mix, first mixed race human being um, about a Norwegian fisherman who comes to Haiti and, and, and meets a local woman and they have a child named Yelida together. And it's, uh, basically it becomes like, um, um, um a a supernatural custody battle where the norwegian gods come down to haiti to basically fight the voodoo gods for the purity of the the blood to get the white blood back basically and it's an allegory of racism and uh really really cool poem and i met that i met that guy you know who was my uber driver and so once this is all done you know i'm gonna dive into that again because i owe him i have about 20 pages but, you know, this is obviously taking precedence. I literally, this is the longest I've gone without writing because this has been so all encompassing and so yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, it's so. funny. Somebody, I'll you, you were saying a minute ago, we can wrap this up in a second. I would have been saying that. But the thing about how stress and impacts your health, I have a story about that if you care to hear it. So sure, this absolutely. is sort of how I ended up where I was. So I had I worked at a company for 18 years. I was um, an IT media company, one of the bigger ones out there. And I was... <laughs> pretty i was the top i was a database director i was a, okay a That's of Pretty high up. yeah and so i started so i had been engaged with somebody for years living with them had a great condo and all of a sudden they noticed that i was doing this like all the time like and they're like why do you do that and i'm like oh you can see that i thought that was only in my head so that i started trying to suppress it and then i started biting my tongue and that like to kind of nibbling the end and then i started doing it more and more and more and then it started bleeding and i was just like I am a step away from basically cutting myself. And I had (laughs) just, I was in a position at my company. I don't want to say too much as a public, but like I was feeling a level of stress that I thought was not, not fair. I would say that or not, not healthy. I think is the way I'd probably put it. Um, We'll debate fairness another day, but it was not healthy. And I eventually I was at a friend's bachelor party. I I had something happened to my job where something got messed up and I was supposed to leave that day for a friend's bachelor party. And It wasn't really my fault, but I knew it was gonna fall on me. And I just stood there and all I could sat there, all I could see were chess pieces. It was on repeat, OCD of chess pieces falling. And I couldn't stop the image from my head and I'm biting my tongue. And I'm like, I just need to leave now. And I shut my computer down, got in the car, drove to Vermont for my bachelor party by myself. And I was there for like two days and I just ranting to some dude I barely knew, but how much I hated my job. And he's like, where do you work? And I told him, he's like, oh yeah, my brother worked there for years. He just quit. He said that they basically like mentally destroyed. Me. I was just like, exactly. yeah. you validated, right. And then I went back and I was just like, I'm not well enough to be here. And I went on short-term disability and I was out for, and I didn't know that I had OCD until that moment. I, I would that.
1: say you were well enough to leave there.
0: Right. Yes. I would say so too. And it's funny in my st- in my studies in my research after that i found an article by a guy online who described the almost exact scenario at me and i got to the bottom and the guy worked for the same company i did and i was just like holy shit Isn't and then the power
1: of validation curative
0: yeah like and literally trying- like my first day back to that job when my stuff ran out, I got a job offer for a different place where I work now and I don't really want to say where it is. But on the way in the door there in stone, in chisel, they have words about the importance of health and like mental health in general. And I was like, this is where I need to be. So and do I'm they like, back it up? Yeah, 100%. In my life, and I wish I could say who it was. I just don't want to mess no, that. No, 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 no. Like that job yeah. ch- has changed my life and it's putting me in a posi- position finally where I can be both my creative and professional self and not feel like I'm sacrificing either, which has been an enormous struggle in my life. I don't bite my tongue anymore unless I have too much caffeine. But like, it was literally like, like it was that point where my mental health had turned into physical symptoms, and I'm like, I cannot ignore this anymore. Or I'm going to start cutting myself or start doing something way more dangerous. I like, can right. feel the like, escalation.
1: And a lot of people they, they they look for physical attributions for a lot of these symptoms, and that just that just ends up, and then they don't find anything, or they find things, but they don't know that they're incidental. Whether or not they're incidental, whether they were there all the time, or they're just you know they're they're, they're just looking for correlation and causation um and and so it can you you can then develop more anxiety from searching from from and then and then it almost if you have a lot of shame then you're like all right of course i deserve to have a condition no one can figure right and, and a lot of those are, yeah. are stress
0: the other thing too is for me it started revealing stuff in my childhood i'd forgotten that i used to kind of my I, I came from a small town and i'm not sure if it turns into therapy hour we'll roll up in a uh, second but like i had i was basically forced to play sports because there was nothing else to do and my parents needed me to do something so i used to play baseball but i was so terrible at it and i had such anxiety over it they put me in right field and i had this thing i did where i'd repeat a song lyric and it was by salt and pepper in my head every time the pitcher threw the ball because i thought that would stop the ball from being hit to me and i was like 10, 11. And that's oh like, God. and it's like, that was like the beginning of this OCD thing where I started believe, I basically believed in magical thinking to some degree, and it turned into a defense mechanism or some way to protect myself. And I don't, I, you know, it's like, that Absolutely. is, and now I found a way to use the good parts of that and be able to deal with the bad, because there are good parts of that as well. You know, mm-hmm. the good parts of having the condition. So. But. so, so totally. I mean, it's
1: it's also a testament to the creativity. You're, you're, you're so, you're so prolific with possibility that you that you can paralyze yourself yeah do you run into that or do you do you, is it hard to shut it down at the end of the night that's why i had to give up my car i i couldn't get up, get behind the wheel without knowing it was going to flip and then you know when i had my daughter in the car with me you know i'd have like my fingernails which weren't much because i was biting them you know digging into the steering wheel and then if i had to make a left turn and i was having a panic attack and i was having an out-of-body experience and then i have my poor daughter in the car next to me that was an awful, awful way to feel. Yeah, and I and I tried my my earnestness, um, my uh, earnestness to to um to, to to treat it. You know, like you know, I tried to use a, a Claire Weeks technique, passing through panic, letting it, and it worked a little bit. But like 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 for me, it was it was, it was just so aggressive that that for me, my story was, you know, that I could not allow myself to continue doing that and then just the way the world was changing you know with mass transit like they have a great SunRail system here you know uber walking you know i walk two hours a, a day now between you know coffee shops and the gym and yeah. you, you know it's helped me you know keep my gout in your heart yeah helps, helps everything my heart it de-stresses me like um i have to get up super early now because otherwise it's too hot and nasty in florida but um you, you know that's that's that, that, that that's stressful and you know i meet a lot i've met a lot of people who you know, want to call me a pussy or like, what, you know, what? what? It's, that's both
0: bull- people don't, people often forget that when you're driving, cause I can relate to that as someone with ADHD, it sounds like I have everything, but like, it's so when you're driving a car, you have to be paying attention all the time. And I can barely pay attention all the time you when know, I'm watching I'm, I'm, anything.
1: I'm fairly certain that, that people have flipped their shit since COVID. And driving has just gotten out of fucking. Oh, control. it is.
0: Oh, I'm Massachusetts, we have we people drive with their horn
1: instead of their brakes. It's it's right, insane. right, right. right. And, and you know the other thing about COVID was that like it it really it really ramped up people's clarity about what they will and won't tolerate. And so oh, kind of, like, people, yep. You know, I've 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 you know because when you're when you when you're you know uh, in ensconced in misery and you don't know you ha- your coping mechanisms are, are removed to, to for disease prevention you you are going to be inexorably changed and and you are going to not have the same tolerances that you abided yeah. you know when things were like easier. quitting drugs you're not going to hang out yeah. with your old using friends
0: all right well we could probably go on forever and like i
1: said i'd love to have you back on at some point yeah, yeah, do. hopefully when i have some more updates for you my man and you know yeah. i'm sure with the kickstarter you'll, you'll send me all the details about where you can get this fine stuff and you know, yeah. looking looking forward to sharing it with you, man. And this has been an honor.
0: Me too, man. This is, I, I'm so excited about this project. I can't wait to follow the progress of it. And let's definitely keep in touch. All right, dude. Um, so Thank man, you so much. Talk to you. Bye.